Clint's girlfriend really is unhappy. <laughs> Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Luke Radowski here of thebestpoliticalshow.com. As, of course, we have a packed house of some really incredible human beings in studio here today that will be framed correctly by Clint in just a little bit as I'm signing off to him being like, let's frame our guest correctly here as there are a lot of really important things to discuss today, specifically when it comes to all the latest news happening right now between Texas and the federal government, as it looks like there's a major political confrontation that hopefully just stays political. There's a lot of crazy news coming from Canada as well, coming from Cary Lake as well. We're going to be talking about that, plus so much more all for the next two hours in a very interesting conversation that you guys could, of course, participate in by simply signing up to lookunfiltered.com. And then by doing so, you guys get the ability to call into the show and ask us any questions in about one hour and 30 minutes from here. LukeUnfiltered.com, sign up for it right now. Memberships go as little as $8 a month. And by signing up, you get a lot of different perks, a lot of different ways to be a part of this independent media organization. And seeing your guys' faces and getting asked random questions is pretty awesome and it's pretty cool. Take advantage of this perk. Sign up right now on LukeUnfiltered.com as, of course, we also will be reading any and all Super Chats. And one of the best ways to do that is through, of course, MySuperChat.com, a service that only takes a 3% service charge. YouTube takes frickin' 30%. MySuperChats.com, 3%, and your Super Chat shows up on screen. Whatever Super Chat you send, we, of course, will be reading here during this broadcast as we have some really incredible human beings here for this conversation. So make sure to share this broadcast with your friends and family members as we're having a lot of really incredible people come to Miami to be here with us in studio. We're going to have Zuby coming. We're going to have Alex Stein coming. We're going to have Ben Stewart coming in studio tomorrow. We're going to be shooting a little bit earlier. So make sure to click the subscribe button, the notification button button because we don't know exactly when we're going to be going live. But when we do, it's going to be an awesome and incredible show that you guys make happen on thebestpoliticalshow.com. Today, we have two awesome human beings joining us for this conversation. The first one of which is Drew. Outstanding. Drew, how are you? And thank you so much for coming here. And for the people who don't know you, who are you? Uh, Drew, I'm outstanding today. So <laughs> thanks for having me. Uh, this is truly amazing. Uh, yeah, U.S. Army retired uh, since about 2021, uh, medical guinea pig, if you will. We can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, yeah, pop, pop culture, 90s, subject matter expert. I like talking about that and politics and uh, really just learning stuff. So I'm here to join in on the conversation. So I appreciate you having me, space host on Thursdays about pop culture and politics. Yeah, your knowledge on the National Guard is going to be very important today with the conversation. But but the real reason you're here. Is, is something that, of course, we're going to have to save for uh, Rumble, as, of course, uh, YouTube really doesn't want to talk about what happened to you, which is, I, I, I think, one of the biggest criminal elements of our, our society that needs to be exposed more than ever. So you guys should definitely stay for that conversation that's going to be taking place on Rumble. Joining us also today is Michael Rechtenwald. Michael, uh, for the people who don't know you, who are you? Yes, well, I'm a writer and a public speaker, and uh, I'm running for president as a libertarian. And uh, so I, my, uh, my website is wrecktheregime.com, and that's where you can find out all about my campaign. And uh, follow me there. 
And follow me on Twitter at Wreck the Regime. Well, you, you sure have the the Donald Trump uh, skincare regimen going on right now. Uh, the, the, the lighting is, uh, is is set up here where it's like you have very pre- presidential skin, uh, I, I, I would say. Clint might, might also be on the ticket as, as a VP here. Clint, yes. how are you? Uh, I am not nearly orange enough to actually have a chance in this race, but I am <laughs> running. Spray ta- we, we, we could do a spray tan. Uh, right. We'll take care of it. I'm down. I'm down. Right right after we tase me, we could spray tan me. Whatever. Uh, Clint Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown. Yes, I am running for the VP slot under the LP. Uh, but most importantly, I am the host of Liberty Lockdown as well as the co-host of Tower Gang and the best political show. Just want to remind you guys, make sure that you support this show. We are doing independent work here this is this is grassroots we only function because of you so please please do support us and we got steph in the building on the buttons hi this is steph we are change i am on the buttons and i'm super excited to spray tan clint russell (laughs) it's going to be a a a fun show of course atlas is also here in the background she's the real co-host but but we'll get to her in a little bit she always has interesting things to say at the end of the show uh but but yeah as you mentioned we're we're independently supported we're independently funded usually other podcasts have advertisements every 15 to 30 minutes we don't have that we we have you guys signing up to lukeunfiltered.com making sure that the conversation could be not interrupted with just ads all the time and we definitely appreciate you guys giving us the ability to work for you and uh yeah bottom up trust me the things we've been doing in order to make this podcast happen we've been doing this for about two months now we've been having a lot of success a lot of views and you guys make that possible so deep down thank you so much for working with us and making this show a possibility as of course the news never stops and it seems like almost every day something just crazier after more insanity after more just just crazy stuff keeps keeps happening as as today we have the news of the texas national guard doubling down and implementing more barbed wire on the border in texas here's the video that of course a lot of people are sharing shown specifically the national guard arriving at the borders tim pole responded to this by saying heroes as it looks like there is a political standoff happening right now between the state government of texas and the federal government as there is a full-on confrontation happening right now with greg abbott the governor of texas officially releasing a letter right now saying that joe biden has quote violated his oath of office and is allowing an invasion of this country now of course the federal government is not happy here democrats in congress are calling for biden to seize control of the texas national guard this is getting uh, crazy it's it's escalating very quickly how do you guys see this kind of unfolding from here? Because a lot of people are automatically saying, hey, this is very dangerous territory and it could spiral out of control at any moment and any time. What do you guys make of what's happening now? Well, this is great. I mean, this is what we need is uh, a, a movement towards secessionism, towards localization and control. So the, clo- the closer the state is to the local government, the closer it is to private property. So this this is actually a, a real boon, uh, what's happening right now. This is a, a great development, and uh, we really want to see the Texas uh, National Guard stand their ground. Clint, you read this letter that was released by uh, Governor Abbott, and you were saying, wow, this, this letter is incredible. What stuck out to you when, when it came to reading this letter? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest takeaway I had was that it, it reminds me of the grievances from our founders against the king. 
Uh, I mean, at the founding of this country, it it's really courageous. And this is coming from someone who's been a big critique of Governor Greg Abbott. Uh, he was not good during the 2020 period, but this was phenomenal. I mean, this is this totally harkens back to what our founders said, that you have a, a king that that is not paying attention to your totally righteous grievances. And in this case, it's you must defend the country. If you're going to claim that Texas has no right to defend itself, well, then you have to defend it. If you are unwilling, then Texas will stand up, and that's what they're doing. Let me read a, a small section of this letter. It reads, James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw the state should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the border. Very strongly worded uh, letters that Republicans are, are known for. They're great at, at, at writing these letters. <laughs> They're not that good at uh, usually matching it with action. But now we do have the action. We do have the National Guard showing up. We do have them setting up the barbed wire fence that the Supreme Court told them specifically not to set up on the border. And they're saying, no, we're just not going to do it. As now even the governor of Oklahoma just issued a statement on X saying specifically, Oklahoma stands with Texas. Again, showing a clear division between the federal government and the state government. Drew, you were a, a part of the National Guard here. Do you think Congress could seize the National Guard of, of Texas? Do you think that's even possible? Because the Texas National Guard, they're a formidable uh, force. There's a lot of people in the Texas National Guard. When I read this, I, I said, this is bold and this is great. But you said, like you said, strongly word a letter. We got to see what the leaders actually do after this is written. Because, you know, was it written by him? Was, did the heart and the, the mind come from writing these bullet points? Of course, there's going to be people that help with the formatting and the legalese. But the, really the heart of these letters have to be uh, from him and what he's going to do. It's, it can't just be a letters on the paper. But, yeah, the way I see it um, and related to the Constitution, the states and the federal government should be a tug of war. No one side should be holding all the power. And yeah, Texas is incredibly large. I was in the Minnesota National Guard for most of my career, active duty as well, uh, Army, and I spent a little bit of time in the Texas National Guard. And it is unlike itself. Like, like they say, everything bigger in Texas. National Guard is, is similar. Um, Texas and Minnesota are both uh, some of the top National Guards in the country. They get called up a lot for deployments. And meaning they, they probably have the most well-trained well uh, soldiers out there. So we'll see what happens. I'm following this very much, uh, very closely, because it, it will mean a lot in this election year and what goes forward in the next uh, four years that follow. Would, so, would, you, would the Minnesota National Guard have rejected these orders from the feds, do you think? Uh, I don't know if I could, I could say to that. Uh, I know that when I got called up, I was activated for the 2020, they called it civil unrest. It was the George Floyd, you know, riots. That's exactly what it was. They're burning down uh, advanced auto parts, uh, my, minority owned, you know, buildings, all these things were getting destroyed in 2020 for that, whatever it was, seven days of just, I got activated for it. And I, I actually just came off of a deployment and we went right back on like it was a regular deployment, our tactical operations. We couldn't do a lot because we, we did a lot of task force stuff. A lot of things had to be worked through the city of Minneapolis, PD, state troopers, uh, governor. But yeah, it was um, uh, Mayor Jacob Fry, uh, Governor Tim Walls at the time. So it was like <laughs> our guys were ready. They're like, how can we help put us in? I was in Black Hawk unit 
And so it turned into just a, a command operation for this uh, response to the George Floyd uh, incident. And it, it was interesting. One thing that was, was big was like, all right, they're setting cars on fire. And in our Black Hawk unit, we're trained to put out wild, wildfires. So one of the guys was like, let's pick up water from the, from the lake. We do this, this training, bring it in the Blackhawk and dump it out on that, on that, uh, that car that they just set on fire. So it, there might be some interesting and innovative things that come out of this. So I'm looking forward to that. Michael, if, if hypothetically you were president of the United States right now, how would you handle the situation? Uh, well, first of all, I wouldn't have us in this situation, but I would say this, uh, I would not try to overwrite the will of the Texas uh, governor and the people of Texas and the guard. I think they should uh, act autonomously, as autonomously as possible, and that we need to have uh, more states doing this, and that is to reject the federal mandates and unconstitutional laws that are being foisted on them by the federal government. This is exactly what I've been calling for in my campaign, which is to decentralize, localize power. And this way we wrest the power away from the federal government, vested in the people. And, uh, you know, this is going to be an interesting topic of discussion in the next libertarian uh, presidential debate, I should say, because we have a contingent, a very large contingent of uh, what we'll call open borders libertarians. And they're going to see this as a, a kind of draconian uh, method to uh, keep out immigrants and, uh, you know, that they're going to say that uh, those who are um, actually advocating this are the statists, whereas it's very evident that the central government is what we're trying to resist. That has to be resisted. The central government is what is foisting all of these uh, unconstitutional uh, requirements upon the states, and in this case, uh, utterly abandoning its uh, supposed uh, requirements to protect the border and instead is uh, forcing Texas to defend its own uh, border. Let me, let me read the first line of this letter from Abbott. It says, the federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. That's the very first sentence in that letter. Yeah. I mean, that is such a profound and bold thing to say. I honestly, when I, when I read it, I couldn't believe it was real. Because I was like, we had this entire, we had the whole lockdown era. We had the mandate era. Nothing? But now, now yeah. finally you, you find your spine. I'm grateful that it finally happened. It's just like, yeah. it's just hard to believe that that same guy that was willing to allow the feds to, uh, you know, have the incursion into all of our civil liberties in that era. Now all of it, all of a sudden has a spine. It's, well, the, it's weird. the war is on his border now though. It's come to his, you know, his constituents, his, you know, his doorstep, you know, where, where COVID is, you know, big thing and everything, you know, and there's a lot of money you know, moving around and stuff like that. Now it's people's, uh, houses, People mm -hmm. coming on people's property, mm -hmm. and these people are probably getting sick of it and coming in and saying, "Hey, when are you going to do something or get out of here, get out of office, go do something else?" We need somebody who's going to take action and actually do something. And if you're going to write letters like this, and yeah, one of these uh, bullet points, President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. Like this is these are real things, and. I really want to see action happen from this. You know, when we come down to this, the question I would ask those who say, look, this is a, an imposition on these uh, immigrants that's keeping them out of the country. And they should have freedom to go wherever they want. Let me ask you something. Do you believe it is correct or right 
to put barbed wire around your own property. If, the, if that's the case, the, the question is not about barbed wire. The question is about property. And so what we're dealing with here is an incursion against property, property rights. That's what needs to be defended. And, you know, so-called public property is not really even at stake. As, as Drew mentioned, this is private property that's being invaded. But even if it were so-called public property, that still belongs to the uh, residents of Texas. Those people have paid for that property. It is theirs by right, uh, although the state uh, owns, has control of it. We need to allow these people to exert the control that they would have over their own property. I think... I, I totally agree with that assessment, and ultimately, I think that the 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 best libertarian answer would be to obviously sell off the the public property to make it private, so that you, then the pro- property owner could actually dictate who they want to let through and and whatnot. Um, but we also just, I just I can't believe that we're that we're to this point where we're even debating whether or not we should stop five, 10 million people coming across the border undocumented annually. And we're still in this philosophical realm. It's like, it's like, this is, this is really existential. Like if you, if you, if you value the American culture, if you value people that appreciate property rights, for instance, well, then you have to have some sort of capacity to defend not just those property lines, but also the ideological lines. And, and we are already rapidly producing these Marxists that don't value property rights out of college. You're right. an academic. You know this better than anybody. But now you also have people that are coming from other nations that have different cultures. And some of them certainly share our values. Many of them do not. And I think that there's no accident that this is where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And if you actually look at the UN plans, you can, you yeah, can prove that right. out. And that's it's, where I want to know more about libertarian um, type things. Because I'm leaning more and more. I, I think I have a record for voting. Um, every time I vote the wrong, the, the opposite person goes into office. I voted for uh, McCain. Well, Rom- then you should vote for me. because that's <laughs> <laughs> Romney, And then, um, and, and then uh, Gary Johnson. And that didn't work out. And then Trump. And then that didn't work out. So, yeah, I'm really looking more towards, like, where the Constitution lies with libertarians. Are they across the board? What happens with property rights and when this stuff really happens? Because technology is a thing now. Like you said, people are flying in to South American countries and coming up. It's now no longer just, uh, you know, the you think of just Mexicans coming in through the border. It's no longer that anymore. You can jump on yeah. planes and ditch IDs, and now you're in, inside Texas. And then, like, uh, Arizona, um, back at AmFest, where a few people were here that I met them, and then Ashley St. Clair sees people uh, go through this, and check out her story, Ashley St. Clair, and, and just monitoring this uh, um, jumping on these airlines and going all throughout the country. And then when without identification, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. what does she call it? Or, or the not no name given or something like that? Yeah, they gave them a special exemption that uh, you know you have to go to the DSA, you have to have the national ID, you have to of course be federally uh, registered with the state with this new biometric identification system that mm-hmm. we've been warning you is coming. That of course centralizes more data and control over everybody. But I think right. you do have to address the, the kind of welfare state because the Democrats are saying, exactly. "Come on over, we're going to give you everyone's piece of labor, we're going to give." you everyone's money here uh and then the people who are working their butts off here and are finding it more and more difficult to make ends meet are like hey um why am i footing this bill how are we paying for this i I think unless we address the welfare state we 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 should we should uh, we should prioritize that when it comes to this kind of immigration absolutely the the office of uh of refugee relocation has spent over the last two years 20 billion dollars Handed out to uh, to these immigrants, 
uh, in order for them to so-called buy homes and automobiles. Uh, this is the kind of money that's being thrown at this. And so it's ridiculous to even talk about the question of whether they have a right to come in here whenever they're being handed out all this money uh, in order to do so. So, yeah, the welfare state has to be addressed first. And that has to be that has to end immediately. Drew, to answer your question about like what the libertarian response to this would be. There's obviously there's many camps within libertarianism. We're not a monolith, but my my prescription for this would be a sponsorship program for immigrants. So if they're going to come across, they they receive no welfare benefits. Uh, if if I want to welcome them onto my property, that's that's my choice. However, I'm then financially responsible for their well-being, and and that would encourage people to only bring those across that are going to be productive. I think that's a a reasonable solution to the immigration crisis that we're dealing with. Our our legal immigration system is a catastrophe. It takes years. You have very very uh, impressive people that we should definitely want to become Americans. They're kept out. But on the on the inverse of that, you have five, six, 10 million that are coming across that, you know, who yeah. knows, who knows what percentage of that are here for the right reasons versus those that aren't. And we have to solve that if we're going to maintain this as a country at all, to be honest. Yeah. You guys talked about it last night. Uh, and it's like nonprofits too, that are getting NGOs. money from NGOs, getting money from the government right. to, to give out at their own discretion That's correct. Um, to these individuals. And, and then also getting benefits and then adding to the, the census as well. Right. So, it, one person can have a major effect on the country, deteriorating it, it, and then also, you know, pushing an agenda the the way you know they want to be nudged by certain well, parties. It, or people. There's there's a lot of things going on. One one of the things is is the Democratic Party is is buying uh, votes. It's trying to ingratiate itself to all these people in order to have a ready-made constituency that would be behind it uh, at all times. And and then there are these NGOs. Uh, they're getting federal money, but also there's other money coming uh, from outside of the United States that's funding these NGOs who are basically putting these people up to this task, uh, making it possible for them to, uh, to make this invasion across the border. And this, uh, this already happened in Europe. Yeah. I mean, this is a UN plan that we're yes. witnessing. And, and for libertarians, of all people, to look at a, a supranational organization and say, I'm going to bite my, my tongue because I think that that's the, the philosophical principled thing to do. It's like, no. Like, the, the obvious principled thing to do as a libertarian is to throw off the yoke of some supranational organization that wants to invade your nation. It's ridiculous to me. Yes. This is, really. Yeah, the UN is, uh, has been... Uh, foisting this on us for a long time. They want to erode national borders. They want to get rid of national sovereignty. They want a globalist agenda. And part of the globalist agenda is, is this immigration. They've been uh, spouting this since the 1950s. Uh, this has been going on. So decades of this. Uh, so you know, my, to go back to the libertarian principle, my principle, and it's, it's very much in line with Clint's, which is why I think he should be running with me. <laughs> but uh, uh, that is, I believe in an invitation basis uh, uh, immigration program that is sponsorship, sponsoring these people so there's liability insurance that you would have to adopt in order to bring over a, an immigrant. You would take on the liability for that person. Uh, and that, that, it, seems yeah. like, it seems like a really fair and reasonable fix that also brings in people that are going to be the most productive. We, like, 
even even if you just want to set uh, aside all of the philosophical arguments and all the bleeding heart arguments and just talk about this from a fiscal perspective, we're thirty four trillion dollars in debt. Yeah. Our our interest on our national debt will is already going to exceed to the tune of forty or fifty percent above what we spend on national defense. Our national defense is the aggregate of the ten largest militaries on earth, aside from our own. We're talking astronomical sums of money, and we're just going to bring in people. Buy the millions and and take care of them, house them, clothe them, and just one just to circle back real quick to the to the property rights argument. You're right, Luke. It's actually a double property rights violation because you're being robbed to pay for these mm-hmm. people, but then you're also not defending the property of the people that own it in Texas. So it is it is egregious on top of egregious. I That's think right. I think Clint just wants a Venezuelan girlfriend that you could ship over here <laughs> and, and then support. You be responsible for uh, her, Clint. I, I got some super chats I want you to read, but I, I I think the mind of the kind of NPC status whenever you guys bring up property rights automatically is going to go to a, a kind of thought process of like, what if the cartel buys off this property and they're able to lo- allow all these people in here? How, how would you guys answer that question? Uh, and let me just read off some of the super chats before we, we get to you guys and your responses to that. We have one here by Lane Boy on mysuperchats.com saying, just wanted to remind everyone to vote for Michael on freeandequal.org to see him at the free and equal debate in February. I want to see him debate RFK. I didn't know that was going on. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, we got another one by Steve-O, who didn't really say anything. Just gave us 10 bucks. Thank you, Steve-O. Really appreciate that. We have another one here from I'm Not Your Buddy Guy saying, did you catch James O'Keefe's latest video? He literally like left this house this morning. We've been busy working. He was on the show yesterday. And uh, no, I didn't. It's a long video. So I apologize for that. Sean Ryder says, look up Battle of Ath- Athens 1946. Yep. I don't know if that has uh, what, what that reference is. But, ba- uh, Battle of Athens. I won't. I won't do it justice. So I'll just leave it at this. There was a, uh, a states' rights issue where it got really out of hand, but in an awesome way. Uh, people should check out. Uh, it's not Sargon of Akkad. It's the other dude with the crazy accent. The incredible breakdown on it. I'll, I'll tweet it out later. Those British and their accents. They, they have such an unfair advantage. On <laughs> I us. like those super yeah. chats where they don't say anything. A lot of people are talking about. Uh, Eric July talks about this. It's like the old west coming in, throwing money on the table, and walking out. Yeah. <laughs> we, we appreciate all your support. We, we got another one here from a, another Steve-O saying, love you all. Please outline how we can uh, best stand up for ourselves. What book should the regular folk read to prepare and understand? That's another question that we could get into a little bit later. But how sure. would you guys kind of answer this like uh, private property, states' rights uh, question that a lot of people would well, uh, ask? Yeah. First of all, I, I, over Christmas, you know, I was watching... It comes on, Happy Gilmore is on there. And who's the bad guy in Happy Gilmore? You think it's Shooter McGavin, you know, the, everything like that. But he, his grandmother lost a house because they didn't, she didn't pay the property tax for mm-hmm. over a decade is what she said. I'm like, wow, I didn't notice it first time I watched this. But yeah, so the, 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 the bank, the government took it and was selling it, you know, at auction and he had to get the money back. So it wasn't this golf guy was a bad guy. It was the government saying, even though his grandfather built the house with his hands, put it on this property, he passes away. Now the grandmother is responsible for paying property tax on this over and over again. And mm-hmm. I, I just try to wrap my head around that with culture when it comes to politics and property rights. It's it's mind-blowing to me that we even uh, would debate whether or not the, the state, the government should have a residual income stream based off of property that has existed forever. And they just in perpetuity, they get paid forever. And, and oh, by the way, if they inflate, 
the currency and they make the the value of that property go up, well, then they get paid more. Well, I mean, what, what, what an unbelievable racket. In the last couple of years, um, anybody else noticed the, the housing market went straight up? And then what happened after that? Your your property tax went Ta- up. Tax mine, receipts mine go up. Yeah. And, you know, how long, what if it goes down? Do you, does that pro- it, it usually legs a couple of years. Exactly. So you're paying that higher property tax uh, for a couple of years. Even, and then I'm monitoring. Uh, that Super Chat asks what to do. I watch out for housing market prices. I'm not an expert when it comes to finance, but I started to pay attention in the last couple of years. Housing, uh, the Federal Reserve. I think you've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Interest, their their interest rates affect the housing interest rates, and that affects your house value, and it all goes around in circle. So, yeah, I would like to know more about you know your uh, excess audit and and the Fed. Yeah, uh, I want to. Well, I want to get into that too because sure. this was one of my kind of disagreements with Vivek Ramaswamy. I was like, and the Fed. No, he's like, peg the Fed. Where, where do you stand on the, on the Federal Reserve question? I, I, you know, the Fed should be ended, of course, uh, and audited as well. And prosecuted. We, we need to see, yes, and we need to see just how much, how much they have uh, stolen from the American people over these years. And, in fact, if it weren't for the Fed, you wouldn't see uh, this inflation at all. Uh, you wouldn't see the boom-bust cycles. You wouldn't see... Uh, the rising costs of anything like this. So the Fed is a, a counterfeiter. Okay, so they create money out of thin air and then charge interest on it. I mean, this is unbelievable. This is the biggest racket that's ever existed. And, and we stand by it. I mean, we just, uh, nobody does anything about this. Well, does anybody know about it too? For the normies out there, what is the Federal Reserve? From what I found out a couple of well, years it's ago, a private, it's a private organization a- that started and they can control the flow of you know it's money a private bonds. bank that controls the creation of money effectively out of thin air by giving it to other uh, of their partners in the fed reserve system and that system is what's controlling the economy uh they they have almost complete control over the economy they can inject money wherever they like and if the cbdc the central bank digital currency is inaugurated they would be able to uh, put it into uh, various sectors of the economy at a push of a button, uh, which would then inflate prices in different areas, totally manipulate the market, control your spending and debt, keep complete surveillance over everybody's uh, transactions. This and, is a, and a blacklist to- you if you if black- you get out of debanking. line. And, and just to, to add one more note to the formulation of the Federal Reserve, it was formulated by the, the most wealthy banking families all over the world, including, including the, the Warburgs. And I'll, I'll stop with my list there before we get kicked <laughs> off of YouTube. But uh, <laughs> that's true. It happened in 1913 in the dead of night the, in the Jekyll Island. <laughs> like that's This is actually all true. This is what happened. It's the greatest scam. And it was done, even though we, we all know about it, I think a lot of people have just accepted their fate. Like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Well, that's not true. We actually like if people were to care as much as they care about their day to day, like every time you go through a fast food drive through and you realize that the price of everything has doubled instead of just going like, oh, what's wrong with McDonald's? We all said to ourselves, we have to end the Fed. This is insane. <laughs> yeah. That Then we might actually be able to fix things. Yeah, we got another super chat here from Sam Williams. He says, are you familiar with William Bill Cooper? His book and his story, you said this, it's kind of weird. Have fun changed my outlook on everything? Yes, we talked about uh, William Cooper on Rumble, I think just two shows uh, two shows from here. Uh, I read his book as well, and it was very uh, v- very eye-opening to say the least. I don't know if you guys have any kind of uh, oh, familiarity. 
Esoteric with it. things out yeah. here that a lot of us, it, it takes years paying attention to this stuff. And mm -hmm. it's usually if it's your day job, then we're more connected. But yeah, yeah my friends and family, we, we say this stuff and it goes over their head. Or I, I tried talking about in conversation, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. Yeah. But what you can do on an individual basis, because the average person is doing the hard work, the blue collar jobs, the white collar, whatever. Um, I started getting things like uh, watching Tim's show, uh, brave books. Uh, a lot of people that we know have been writing in these books, reading them to kids. I give them to my friends and family uh, for birthdays, brave books. Uh, they're awesome. And the uh, the Tuttle Twins, which they're mm -hmm. doing um, <clears throat> kids pro pro programming as well, as well as the, the Daily Wire. The stuff has to be in our, our, our daily knowledge or, you know, what's going on around us and that, you know, our friends, family, can learn about and then it can start the conversation like uh, like Luke shirts do. Yeah, we got another uh, mysuperchat.com from Quack Session saying has the Me Caucus endorsed a VP candidate yet? Uh, I've had many of the Mises Caucus affiliates affiliates state affiliates endorse me. I don't know that the Mises Caucus actually well, does a, a unified endorsement, do they? Well, what happened is they did send an email Okay. recently in which they said this is another great reason to become a delegate hmm. and in dc is that that you were on the ticket and that's why they said they said they told i think it's it, it amounts to an endorsement as, I, as far well, as i can see I'll, I'll check it out i didn't read the email today i've, I've been too busy but uh, i appreciate it if the mises caucus sees fit to endorse me i think that uh, as most people understand the libertarians are almost certainly not going to win the national election however if, if it were Rec and I on the ballot that are able to travel and do the biggest shows in the in the country and actually get this message to millions and millions of people, which we already do uh, through this incredible show, well, that can actually change the uh, the window here. We were out last night uh, eating uh, with uh, Seamus Coughlin, and then we were talking about this, and we were like, hey, anything and, anything and everything could happen. <laughs> and then Clint kind of got scared there. I was like, there I was because, like, don't you pretend that yeah, I can win. This yeah, is insane. Yeah, don't I, I, but, but, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, if they kick Trump off the ballot last minute, you guys are on the ballot. Yeah, that's like, right. Who, we could who, have a chance. But yeah. what, we're, what I'm running for president for is to shift the Overton window toward liberty and to open up people's eyes to the kind of vista that is possible under a real liberty, uh, libertarian scenario. What, what would it mean for people? It would mean all kinds of things in terms of liberty. Uh, first of all, we would be able to get rid of the Fed. That would be huge. We'd get rid of the military-industrial complex uh, basically raping us on a regular basis uh, and funding all these proxy wars at this point and actually now engaged in another war in Iraq. We're bombing Iraq as we speak. All of this is... Uh, and uh, Yemen. And Yemen, of course. And all this is on the table. So we're, we're, we're the only principled party uh, that ha has principles about every issue and we approach it from that standpoint, not from some political wind, headwind that we may catch by virtue of that, but rather uh, on a on a principled basis. Yeah. And, hopefully, an, and hopefully we, we actually do have an election. Yeah, as, of right. course, a lot of people are saying things could get so out of hand, things could get so crazy that there's a possibility that there won't even be an opportunity for people to vote. Now, what's going to happen? I, I, I don't have a, a, a crystal ball. I, I can't tell the future. But the situation in Texas is, is absolutely concerning, especially with some of the kind of uh, framework that the Democrats are laying down right now, as, of course, the 
their response to what's happening in Texas is, is very interesting, as we have reporting from Yahoo News, the El Paso Matters, and the Texas Tribune that are responding to the Democrats' response to all of this as the White House released a statement saying that specifically, Governor Abbott's political stunts are, quote, cruel, inhumane, and dangerous. U.S. Border Patrol must have access to the border to enforce our laws. The Texas Democratic Party Chair Gilberto Hans Oja said the only thing stopping Greg Abbott from ordering law enforcement to shoot migrant women and children are are murder charges. Those are uh, very hyperbolic statements, to to say the least here. As U.S. Congressman, uh, Congresswoman Veronica Escobar says, quote, I can't believe I have to say murdering people is unacceptable. Again, uh, there's no murder here. There's people enforcing their borders. There's people standing up for their country. The the, the people who are are leading to a lot of this tremendous human suffering are the people saying, come on over. We'll give you guys everything. Come on over. Just walk on in illegally. Humanitarian crisis. Exactly. It's it's this unbelievable humanitarian crisis. Look where people are actually being housed, so-called, in New York City, in in a school, in a a gym, in a school, on the streets, all over the place. They're doing it in Chicago, too. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and, you know, I covered covered the situation um, all over the world, specifically in, in Europe with their border crisis, specifically even in Mexico. And I, I talked to a lot of these, you know, refugees, as, as some people right. call them and, and as the media calls them. And a lot of them are, are baited in. They're told through advertisements. They're, they're told in their communities. Come to, to come, come to Europe. Come to the United States. They're going to give you everything. Everything's free. Everything's wonderful. You're going to have an incredible life here. And then they have to, of course, go through human traffickers. They have to be smuggled. The, the stories that happen to children and, and women that I personally heard from my own personal experiences were, were horrifying. I mean, yeah. I, I was at the I was at the Calis uh, Refugee uh, Center in in France. And there was full-on tribe-on-tribe warfare be- between different ethnic groups and different people from different countries that just hated each other and wanted to, to fight each other. And uh, uh, truly, if you're looking for, for someone to blame for, for the pain and suffering and the human trafficking and, and the huge, tremendous life loss that actually does happen when people cross the borders illegally, it's the people telling them to come in. It's the NGOs trying to engineer this larger trafficking operation because there's, there's many, there's, there's many uh, things here that are, that are important to kind of evaluate here as Wall Street Silver on Twitter makes a very interesting point talking about this confrontation as he states that Texas has a ton of public support from actually Democrats and Republicans who are openly defying Joe Biden and, and the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, if Joe Biden does nothing here, he says he looks weak. And if he actually does do anything here, which includes sending in the FBI or sending in more federal agents, he looks like he's trying to open the border and assist an illegal invasion of this country during an election year. So he, he's he's in a tough situation. How do you guys think the federal government will respond here? As, of course, it seems like they're kind of stuck in a catch-22 moment. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Biden doesn't try to call up the, the Texas National Guard to deploy overseas. They did this to New Jersey. Uh, recently, New Jersey was deployed. The National Guard, uh, I think 1,500, uh, were called to deploy to the Middle East. So that wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if Biden uh, pulled this kind of a stunt. Pe- people need That's to Google the Defend, the Defend the Guard Act and get that passed. There are many states that have already done so uh, that are attempting to make it so that, they, that Joe Biden could not do that legally. So people should check that out. Yeah, keep that in mind. That, that is a possibility, uh, you know, between 
the president and the governor, they kind of figure something out through the, through the National Guard. You sign the oath. Um, when you're in the National Guard, you're under the governor and the president. Right. So the, both those things can be activated, and you get those orders, and you got to do whatever, whether you're going to the border or somewhere in Texas, or you're going to the Middle East, or, or what have you. And it's a possibility. There's a lot of paperwork, weird loopholes they can do. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, the thing to keep in mind is these soldiers out there. It, it's your brothers, your sisters, your your coworkers, because the guard is more. Most of them are they're they're they're, they're normal jobs, and they're getting activated for whatever it is a week, twenty eight days, um, even longer. And they're going there, and they, they might see their friends there. That's the way it was. Um, a lot of us got called up, like I said, uh, during twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. Uh, civil unrest. I call it. It was a riot, um, and it was college kids that were in college in the guard because you get the most, uh, you know, money for college. It's way you know some people do it, um, especially both in Minnesota and Texas, offer a lot of educational money for it. And then they they go to Minneapolis and they're seeing their high school friends in the in the riots and stuff. So keep in mind, support these these people, uh, these soldiers that are in Texas. They're getting activated. They're you know, going out and doing stuff they might not want to do and getting yelled at, getting, you know, things thrown on them. Who knows what can happen? And it's only going to probably escalate throughout this year. Don't cool. don't count on it going away anytime soon. I, I would also encourage any of the federal agents that are sent in by the FBI or from the Biden administration, uh, consider consider whether or not you want to carry out those orders. I mean, seriously, like they, do you want to do you want to actually come to blows with your your brothers it's it's insane it's insane in particular you know uh, uh, Luke was bringing up you know, what what a what a tough position the Biden administration is in look they're, they're in this position of their own accord this is this is their policy coming home to roost they allowed millions of people to come across undocumented year after year and the Texans finally said enough now it's your turn to decide are you going to actually violate states rights to this extent or are you going to do your damn job and actually allow these people just just let them since you don't want to do it just let them put up the barbed wire so that it, it stops the the deluge that we're dealing with well yeah. if they act here they're specifically forcing the border to be open and and those are really bad optics especially with the current jobs market especially with the housing market especially with all the pain and suffering that has been put on the middle class that maybe still exists somewhere but more specifically some of the poorest people in this country that are dealing with horrible financial situations mainly because there's more and more people being brought in that they're paying for but more importantly making sure that the cost of labor is going down and the price of housing keeps going up and up with all these people being brought into the United States. So there's a lot of factors here that, that I think a lot of people don't don't realize that they need to understand that this is the weaponization of human trafficking and we're finally making a stand against this and the Democrats are literally screaming murder. Why are they <laughs> saying murder? Well, I think they're trying to lay the groundwork for maybe an overreaction or even a very aggressive action that uh, I, I just think at this point, they don't care. They have uh, they have a president that they know is not going to be the next president of the United States. They know his he's a flesh suit. They know he's not going to be in there for a very long time. So why not? Just just make him do some of the most unpopular policies that they know they could get away with because he's an old guy. He has dementia. Why wouldn't they do that? If you're if you're thinking like 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 they are, 
That's that's the strategy they here. Think, that's the move to make they here. They think emotionally. So it's all short-term thinking and be like, oh, it's just fine, you know, or it's mean to talk about this yeah. stuff. So there, there's people well, it depends, it depends on who you're talking about. I, I think the, the Biden supporters, you know, obviously are, are more inclined to be emotional. A lot of them have, have horrible gut uh, floras and, 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 and are just <laughs> mentally not, not uh, take well. Care, take care of health exercise, but, people. But, but Biden's not calling the shots here. Clearly, there there is a, another power source above him pulling his strings, telling him what to say as the guy could barely yes. stand well, and that's up. Where right. mal- there's so, malice. So, so, there, there's- so it's not just them acting on, on emotions. I, I think what they're doing is very calculated, and I think they're, they're ramming through some of the most unpopular policies when they have the opportunity to that's do right. so, and Biden is that opportunity for them. Yeah, there's, there's the malice people, the people behind the scenes that are, you know, c- coursing the, the river to go a certain way. And then there's people, our, our normie friends that, you know, would be like, oh, you can't talk about, you know, that's kind of mean. Anybody can come in. America, bring in your, your, your tattered torn, you know, all the, all the stuff. But it has an impact. And you got to, in the military, we look at second and third order of effects. Be like, we, if, we, if we do this, this thing might happen. And the amount of strategy, like, okay, the opposition, they're using strategy to do something long-term and we got to think too, be like, okay, but if you do that, will housing rates go up? Will I lose my job? And then going back to be like, okay, the, uh, the people, the federal, the federal, you know, people, FBI, whoever that are Biden, that are clashing with Texas. You guys were talking about this. Tim, Tim Poole was talking about this the other night too. It'd be like, all right, why are these people doing it? They say the paycheck, I got to pay the mortgage. And then, um, you know, I got to do this. Oh, the pension. I got. I need that pe- that paycheck to pay my bills, and I got to stay in. I can't just leave because I got that pension. Yeah. So they have Nuren- a grasp Nuren- on you. Nuremberg defense, though. But he- it goes back to values. So in the army, we learn about the seven army values: lo- loyalty. Uh, I, I can't repeat them all right now. Um, you know, leadership. Uh, it's loyalty, duty, respect, honor, selfless service, integrity, and personal courage. There, I guess I got it. It hasn't been too long, and got some brain. Uh, stuff I'm working through, but I still got that because we learned that right away. And when you have that basis of values, you it, it's just kind of cliche at the time, and you got to learn it. But that stuff comes into play when it matters, and this is one of those moments where it matters. So that that federal agency guy, that agent right there, why are you doing the things you're doing? And, and really think about the the long term aspects of this, and be like, hey, maybe you don't, you don't want to do this job. Can we have somebody else that will hire this guy? It, maybe in Texas, maybe like, hey, federal guy, a fed, <laughs> you know, um, do you really want to be on that side doing what you're doing or do you want to come work for us doing the right thing? Well, to, to play off of what Luke was saying about kind of worst case, second, third, fourth order effects, just look at what happened in Ukraine this past year. They, they canceled their elections based off of the conflict. Well, if I'm the Biden administration and I'm concerned about Donald Trump uh, getting back into office, which they are clearly very concerned about that, well, if there is any sort of clash that happens be- between uh, the Texas National Guard and the feds, I could totally see them you know, pulling that card. I, I don't think it's likely. I think that they will ultimately uh, pull back. But anything's possible at this point, in my opinion. If, if you remember, um, I, 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 I just thought about the first time that I was ever on uh, TimCast many, many years ago because of a, a guest canceled. And, I, and as soon as the show started, people should go back and watch this because they, they said, Luke, what should we do? And I was like, first, we need art. We need creativity. We need memes. 
Second, we need national divorce. And, you know, a lot of people were like, you're crazy. You're insane. And I'm like, the trajectory that we are on is a very dangerous one. It's a very bad one. And unless we peacefully decide to kind of separate from each other, I do not see any other conclusion but a clash happening here. As now Newsweek is even specifically reporting that Texas's plan to succeed from the U.S. government is gaining momentum. Now, a lot of people have been talking about this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are in favor of this. A lot of people are saying, no, don't do this, because then the federal government will have full democratic control over everyone else. But some people are saying, hey, uh, let Texas be a free state. They have enough National Guard troops. They have a way of sustaining themselves. They're off from the national energy grid, even though they're implementing green energy policies that are absolutely bewildering and and, and stupid. Uh, Where do you guys stand on this uh, important issue? Should Texas succeed or should it stay with the union? It should succeed. Uh, there's, there's no question about it. It should withdraw its its uh, support. And, and being off the energy grid, and you know, people say, well, they couldn't even uh, supply their energy during an uh, during a winter storm. That's because they actually had to implement the Fed's energy policies and and shut down drilling and move uh, towards renewables and all of this. This is why. They were unable to uh, to sustain themselves through that. If they could get away from these federal uh, laws and mandates and the uh, the policies that are moving towards renewables and start drilling, uh, drill baby drill, frankly, uh, then they could uh, have independence and they, they wouldn't need the United States of America per se. Uh, they could be an independent state. And if, that's, if that happens, you're going to see other states move in that direction. You're, you're becoming more and more like Donald Trump now. Uh, <laughs> and, and we just ask... My the, tan yeah. is real, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just asked the people in, the, in, in our comment section, should Texas secede, yes or no? I think Stephanie has something I to say, I do. Too. I have a question. I'm just curious to know what are the implications of Texas seceding from the union for the other states? Well, obviously, Democrats would uh, have more federal power and authority since Texas is is a red state and representation in Congress and in the Senate would predominantly favor, of course, more Democrats. But that's that's the situation that's going to happen anyway. How about both California and Texas secede? And, you know, we figure it out from there. We do have that movie coming out. Can we Um, just get rid of one? And people think like, you know, this stuff can never. They're like, oh, that'll never happen. A lot of things happened in the last five years that people thought could never happen. Well, but I thought only Texas was allowed to secede from the union. I didn't know California had a right to do that. Well, well any state, any could, state could, could succeed. succeed. Yeah. Yeah. My, my belief is that the, the union was entered into voluntarily. It can be exited just the same. I know that there's been disputes of that, some famous ones from the 1860s, uh, but I still stand by that. I think that ultimately people have a, a right to do so, and, and I think that it the tyrant is the person who tells people that they can't be free. And the Biden administration is behaving in that fashion. It's quite clear. They do not want to old, uphold their end of the bargain, just as Greg Abbott said. And uh, he, Greg, Greg Abbott is saying it with his chest, and God bless him. What would, what would happen? Uh, what do you guys think would be the reaction by the federal government, or would the federal government allow it, since they kind of get a, get a win here themselves? Well, I think we saw some predictive programming that's coming down the pike with this film. Uh, I think it's called Civil War, and uh, they're... Uh, they're trying to already peg uh, the defectors from the from the federal federal government as you know, uh, of course, uh, domestic terrorists and uh, 
and every other kind of thing they can think of, uh, alt-right and, uh, you know, radicals and... Uh, fascists. Yeah. Fascists uh, and so forth. So that's, that's the kind of predictive programming that they've been putting out uh, to vilify in advance any kind of secession movement. Yeah, but but mind you, there is no sl- institution of slavery to defend at this point. So yeah, your your moral argumentation as to peacefully divorcing is kind of null and void. Like, good luck making that argument. Now, there's a huge percentage of Democrat voters that will still buy it and they will still view it as as a threat to the union and blah blah blah. But I think that that if if people were to be honest with themselves, we really do have two different. Like we're watching two totally different movies. We have totally different perspectives on on the future that we want. You have half of this nation that wants to focus obsessively on uh, anthropogenic climate change. They want to focus obsessively on on sexual progressive ideology and things like that. And then you have a huge percentage of the country that has no interest in either of those things. They want to get inflation down. They want to end the wars. They want to bring their troops home. Uh, they want to make sure that their kids are safe and and well educated. Like. This divide, I think that the, it's a chasm at this point. I don't know how we how we ameliorate it without just walking away. It peacefully. is a divide because there's so much going on, and it's never going to be like, all right, we declare that we're going to be seceded now. No, it, it happens a, li- a little bit, and then all at once. So it, it's good to listen to these shows like this, where you can pick out, you know, kind of what's happening as it's happening. Because like the Civil War, the Revolutionary War. It was it wasn't all in a, a day or a week or nowadays even the Ukraine and Russia. It, it's it's the stuff that little bit over huge. time, and then it's a huge wave, and then people are like, "What happened?" You know, same with 2020, 2021. Well, just like the USSR too. I yep. mean, 19, 1985, no one thought, no one thought that it was going to fall. As, World as, War as II. The, people didn't think the U.S. was going to go into World War II. We we're like, we're a new, we're a new baby country. We're not going to jump in with all this until it was the the Pearl Harbor, and it'd be like, and I think it was Churchill said, it'd be like, the United States is a, a a boiler boiler maker, you know, w- something happens like that, and then we go to work, and that's <coughs> how it panned out, and maybe that led to a lot of stuff of where we're at. We have today. some super chats before we're going to move over to Rumble, and then Drew finally gets to share his story I've been with us. I've been holding it. Uh, we got one from uh, Nikki Nada saying, "Nothing matters except Bitcoin. Bad decisions are cheap. Make them expensive." Between you and me, I can't to send a message on X to show you P2P super chat option. Um, email us at uh, Steph at wearechange.org. Is that, is that an email? Steph, Steph's like, hmm. Yes, that's it. Yeah, S-T-E-F. Like, no, P-H. Oh, okay. Steph's my like, bad. more emails, more stuff to do. I would say that my campaign has been promoting parallel currencies uh, for quite a while, since the beginning. So the idea is that, yeah, the Fed has this monopoly over money. Uh, but parallel uh, alternate currencies are the way to erode the Fed's monopoly over money. Uh, short of actually getting rid of the Fed, uh, we can actually erode its power from the ground up uh, by using and uh, extolling the value of and promoting parallel currencies like Bitcoin, like gold, uh, gold, gold sheaves, and, and so forth. And I, I'm not going to adjudicate uh, between these various currencies. I really think it's up to the network of people that use them whether they accept this as a currency. And so we need to get rid of the legal tender laws. Uh, th- this thing with Texas is a great opportunity because, and as we see with the national debt rising, you're going to see more, na- more states looking at the national debt and saying, do we want to be burdened under this debt? Do we want this debt to be imposed on us? And 
they're going to see that the currency is devaluing on a, on a daily basis. Do we want to be using this currency any longer? Do we want to have a parallel currency that we can use that controls for this inflation and doesn't allow the Fed to dilute our money's value? We got another super chat from Steve-O saying thanks, and a little controversial one from Hibiscus Hibiscus saying, you can't win the general. All you're doing is helping the Democrats. So sick of your TDS. Put the country first. We're in deep trouble. How do you guys respond to something like that? Uh, I mean, first off, to to say that because we would like to uh, to run as a third option means that we have TDS is just delusional. If you actually watch Liberty Lockdown, you hear me talk about it. I don't think you will conclude that at all. But let me also say, if you if you are only left with this binary choice between you know shit A and shit B, well, they have no real obligation. It's it's essentially a race to the bottom. What I, the, the way I view the Libertarian Party, and, and people will have their disagreements, many people would like to see them actually win, certainly I would love that, but in the interim, I think that the value of the Libertarian Party is to is to present a third option that, that requires the GOP or the Democrats to actually uphold their true values. The mm. Democrats pretend to be the, the party of peace. They're not. They are endless warmongers. The, the conservatives pr- pretend to be the, the party of austerity. Donald Trump, your guy, spent over four and a half trillion dollars on one of his bailout bills, and he was and he bragged about how big it was. That doesn't mean I'm deranged to say that. That means you're deranged to ignore it. So that's my position. Yeah, absolutely. We need to hold their feet to the fire, and that's the only the only the only way we can do it is by posing some sort of a threat to their electoral uh, domination. But listen, let's also acknowledge that. There's going to be more electoral malfeasance that costs costs, uh, Trump votes than than anything that the Libertarian Party could do. I mean, they're already uh, criminals in terms of uh, their electoral treatment. So there's no way that we can... uh, yeah, basically, don't worry about hey, us, hey, right? They're yeah. just, they're just <laughs> right. in, in enforcing a democracy. You know, yeah. they're they're fortifying it yes, and fortifying. securing it who's for democracy and uh, who's constitutional republic. Yeah. You know, we got another super chat from Spooky Spoon saying, "Great show tonight, Luke." Well, thank you, Spooky Spoon. Thank you for all the people here on YouTube. As of course, tomorrow we're going to be live at a different time, so make sure to click the subscribe button and the notification button, and maybe the technocratic gulag overlords at YouTube might maybe show you our live stream. As, of course, we have a lot of people watching here, but now we're going to go over to a place that actually allows free speech, that actually allows us to speak freely. That place is, of course, rumble.com. Rumble.com forward slash we are change is the website. As, of course, if you go to Rumble right now, you scroll down. We are in fourth position down below since Rumble just did a big deal with Barstool Sports. They are on top. And then we are in the picks selection down below. But just go to rumble.com forward slash we are change. The conversation there is definitely going to become a lot more interesting as, of course, the poll that we just ran on YouTube is showing that 72% of our viewers want Texas to succeed. Let's go. I also asked that same question on Twitter. Again, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to get into some other stuff that we can't get into on this particular platform. Before we move over, uh, Drew, where can people find you uh, as we leave our YouTube audience? Yep, on YouTube, it's uh, Operation Outstanding in Field. That's where a lot of my recovery uh, when it comes to the impact. Uh, something that happened to you that we can't talk about here on this particular <laughs> broadcast. Yes. That 2021 was, yeah. medical thing. Stuff. Yeah, stuff. It was, it was, so yeah, on my YouTube, I do adaptive sports. 
I, I'm trying to do whatever I can to get back my life or this new life that I have in a, a relatively different body after going through this experience. But on Twitter is where you can really find uh, what's going on with what happened to me. I hold uh, spaces every week on Thursday related to politics and culture. We talk about cultures downstream from politics. Yes. it up. Um, the and, Andrew Bi- culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Andrew Beitbart uh, uh, quote there. So I pay attention a lot with uh, movies, the downfall of uh, Marvel, DC, a lot of this stuff. It's just become complete garbage by a lot of the uh, um, government interference, uh, ESG type stuff. I'm going back and watching more 90s and early 2000s, 80s uh, movies. Those are the way to go. I'm making video essays on those. So that's where... Uh, I'll be on Twitter at Drew Outstanding. Uh, Mike, where can people find you? Yes, it's Wreck the Regime. Well, it's R-E-C the Regime dot com. And that is my handle across all platforms at Wreck the Regime, R-E-C the Regime. We'll put that in our description as well. And uh, Vice President Clint Russell. <laughs> at Liberty Lockpot on X. Clint Russell's the name. Liberty Lockdown is the game. Uh, subscribe on, on uh, YouTube to Liberty Lockdown. And I will also be on Tower Gang in about an hour and a half. You should... F- you should watch that on Rumble because we deleted off of YouTube the second we end. Uh, it's very spicy. We got stuff here. This is Steph. We are change. You can find me on Insta and you can find me on X at Steph WRC. I, I would say it's definitely a uh, special. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go to rumble.com on the front page. Scroll down a little bit. And we are right over here as, of course, uh, Carrie Lake is also going to be doing an exclusive on Rumble at 8 p.m. Eastern. So right after we wrap, Carrie Lake will be addressing a very important story about her essentially being bribed to be out of politics. As, of course, we know Carrie Lake uh, and the story of what happened to her, especially with the Republican chair in Arizona saying that he's afraid about his car exploding with him in it is an absolutely crazy story. We're going to get into that plus a lot more. Drew will finally be able to share his story. His story is very important. His story is, is, is one of many stories of many Americans that are that is sadly being censored from the American people. Go over right now, rumble.com forward slash we are change, or just go to the best political show.com. I love you guys. Stay tuned for more here on YouTube as we continue on and we move over to our virtual safe space as we're going to start off with this particular video from uh, Katie Hopkins, who uh, just released this short bit on Twitter. I can hold it. Yeah, I can hold it. It's fine. It's fine. Hi, it's Margaret. I'm excited because I'm here at the vaccination center getting my booster. It's my 45th booster. I've had 44 boosters. I've had COVID 14 times. But I know if I hadn't had my 49 boosters, my COVID would have been so much worse. And today I get a threefer. Threefer. I know. I thought it was buy one, get one free, but it's threefer. I've got my booster. I've got my cold and flu. And I've got my shingles, which I didn't know I needed, but I definitely must do. At this point, I'll be made up more of boosters and vaccines than I will of blood. And guess what I got given today? Oh, a prick loyalty card. I'm so excited. So every time I get a booster or a jab or a prick or a vaccine, I get a loyalty reward point. And look how well I'm doing. Ah, I only need two more and then I can get myself a heart attack. Yeah. 
We laugh, but there's actual politicians out there that brag about being boosted, which, of course, brings us to the main story that we've been waiting to, to of course, talk about. And, and that is your story, Drew. You have a, you have a crazy story. You, you, you were, of course, heavily impacted by Operation Warp Speed. There, there was a, a tremendous change in, in, in your life that was introduced that, that you weren't expecting that that changed a lot for you. Yep, I look a little bit different now. Longer beard, longer hair, uh, 17 years in the Army uh, between active duty and National Guard. Uh, like I said earlier, uh, just came off a deployment in 2018, 2019. Turned into the 2020 summer of love uh, with the, the George Floyd uh, while the pandemic was going on. And I was one of those guys where it's like, I thought it was airborne Ebola or like I was preparing for the worst. The army prepares us for national or, or nuclear, biological, chemical, uh, sea burn, all this kind of stuff. So it's like, okay, training kicks in what's going on leaders, you know, tell us what, you know, tell us what you know or what you can tell us. And so, yeah, I was a guy wearing gloves at the gas station and scrubbing Amazon boxes because I was prepared for anything. I, and, I was and actually, plus, we had we had videos from China of, yes. of people falling down and dying. My initial response to this was, holy crap, they just released a bioweapon and they're lying and they're covering it up. And guess what? I was right on the money as soon as it happened. But, but in the beginning, like you, I was, was like, beginning. I was listening I was to like, everything. I was, I was like, hey, to... guys, we don't know what's going on here. All we know is that there's people dropping dead all over China and that they're covering up the laboratory that they made made this thing a part of a weapons program. So automatically, my mind was like, they just released the bioweapon. It could be legit. It could be not. Could I, be I personally decided. I personally decided, too. I was like, you know, everything should be voluntary, but I'm taking this seriously until yes. we find out what, what's going on. And, and you did that yeah. as well. Th yeah, this was early on, you know, the lockdown, stuff like that. I was watching the news constantly, both the local, national, uh, you know, your Ben Shapiro's, your Crowder's, your all this stuff. You're like, what is going on? prepared for anything and actually I, I was buying masks before it was popular <laughs> like before it was yeah, yeah yeah the government, the government was like each. stop buying masks i bought two, yeah yeah when they said no. don't buy a mask I, I started buying them online and so uh my my son was an infant at the time and and no sorry he, he wasn't even born at the time and we're going through the hospital i'm wearing a mask and everyone in the hospital is not she's like why are you wearing that and i'm like doesn't matter. Am I being detained? And so it's like, we're just here for the ultrasound, you know, whatever, get us in, get us out so we can get back to whatever. And then the policy starting to happen and all this stuff. And, and everyone's saying like, you know, uh, oh, we won't have a vaccine. It will take all these years and stuff like that. And then the, the next year comes, we have vaccine, every, we, you got to get it. And so I was in the army told to get it. I was going to grad school as well. They said, you're going to be suspended, kicked out, can't go to class. Well, keep in mind, we're, we were doing it from home. It was remote classes for my MBA at the time. And then and I was told, also in And they told members contractor. of the military, if you want to be in the military, you got to take this vaccine or we're going yes. to kick you out. And yep. they kicked out a bunch of people from the military. There's that too. And then I, was, I found out I was working for a federal contractor. So they, they had the policy where all federal contractors, I was working for a large legal news organization i'm not going to say the name here you could probably get it they give they sell legal software to the government which made them a federal contractor which said all whatever six thousand ten thousand employees that were working from home had to get this vaccine uh, otherwise and people are like oh they didn't put a, a can i say, gun to your head but it's like no they'll take away your job uh, so you can't pay your bills get kicked out of classes all these things so I, I had quick, it. I quick, take, quick clarifying yep. point for the person that said we suffer from TDS earlier. 
that that federal vaccine mandate for federal uh, contractors and employees that's a Biden that's a Biden issue, not a Trump issue. Yes, Trump is Operation Warp Speed. The mandates came through the Biden administration. Just wanted to, and it was a fog of war too. So it's like okay. Maybe, maybe Trump was like, okay, let's let's do it the right way, whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to assume. Uh, we can look at hindsight and everything like that. But now they're like, now they're going to the libertarian. They're forcing it onto us. And it's like, okay, that's weird. And I was used to getting vaccines. I had just gotten the whatever series of anthrax because of my last deployment. When you go through basic training, you go through an assembly line of poking vaccines in, in your arm one goes in your ass cheek and then you have to massage it otherwise you get a bulge thing it, people in the military know what i'm talking about it's ridiculous um but yeah so it's like oh yeah the vaccine what prevents it that was the other thing take the vaccine um prevent transmission so and 100 safe and effective brother. safe and effective i have a, a a mother who's 75 at the time they said don't kill grandma get it and i didn't want her you know killed my son too at the time complete mess so i i get this and and it was from the va and this is my story this is my experience it doesn't reflect anything on the dod the minnesota guard the active duty all the things this is just my experience i can talk about this and i'm willing to speak with anybody about it uh but nobody has risen up anyway i get the vaccine the, the va says come get it the the unit said go get it i got it from the va the minneapolis va in an atrium it wasn't in a doctor's office or anything like that. There were people in these little cubicles in the atrium of the VA, pokes it, and then they said, what? They're like, oh, sit over there, wait 15 minutes, and then if you're good, see ya. It was the most strangest thing ever. So I, and they're like, okay, you could get flu-like symptoms right away. Got those, I normally don't get sick, I got sick, and then immediately get tingles in my fingers and my toes, and then a week later that turns into arm pain in my muscles. And I'm starting to get weak. I can't pick up normal things, drinks, you know, remote controls. It was getting very strange. And then a couple days go by and I wake up and I'm paralyzed. I can barely move my, I can only move my hands and my feet. My torso's frozen. It's, imagine being wrapped in concrete. And I said, something's wrong. Take me to the, the, the hospital. And so we go there, they run tests, blood tests, MRI, CAT scan, the whole thing, all that comes back negative, but they're like, you have Guillain-Barre syndrome. I'm like, I've never heard of that. What are you talking about? Where's the evidence? Tell me more, because I was getting scared. And they're like, we have to do a lumbar puncture, a, a spinal tap. So they do that, and they're like, yep, you have Guillain-Barre syndrome. Like I said, I don't know, spike proteins. I don't know, I'm not getting real answers from doctors right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. And then I immediately go to the neurological ICU and they're like, we need to put you into a coma in order to give you the, the blood treatments, the plasmapheresis, IVIG. And I'm like, I couldn't tell if they're asking me or they're telling me what they were gonna do. I thought, I'm like, you're the expert, but a lot of, I, I could not wake up from it. So I'm calling my, my parents, my family. I'm like, I gotta go into a coma. I don't know what's gonna happen. And they, they do that. It, I guess I didn't take the, the, the treatments right away. I was wailing. Um, but yeah, the amount of drugs they put me on. And then, so I, anyways, I go into the coma, wake up and I am completely paralyzed. Even my eyelids are, I, I can't control them. I thought uh, I was closing my eyes, but I guess my pupils just rolled back and it turned into whites, like the undertaker in, um, WWE. And I, 
I just, I had to lay there and it, I couldn't get any answers. I was waiting for our leaders to stand up and say, hey, we made a mistake or sorry, you know, this happened to you. Now we're gonna do this and nothing happened. I'm laying there in constant electrical and nerve pain for months, six months at the VA. I'm getting all this physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, speech therapy. I'm, my face is still paralyzed. I am in complete uh, pain all the time. It ranges from five at my best days to 10 of neuropathy and just uh, imagine being electrocuted at the worst, stepping on Legos constantly in your shoes um, at the very least. But Can even you? right now, I'm going to be fatigued after this, And but I'm pissed at these leaders and people that doctors that won't put their their notes their, their name on the notes for losing their license or not be able to go to the golf membership and it's been years now and it's getting absolutely ridiculous but i'm gonna take a, a breath now because i'm yeah. i'm getting too hot yeah i mean the, the doctors that actually stood up and and did the right thing were, were fired were prosecuted right. were, were punished uh you and were blacklisted given, and, you, and censored too yeah you were given right. the covid vaccine and then your immune system started to attack your nervous system uh which, which brings in incredible pain, incredible suffering. Uh, you're, you, you know, I've, I've heard your story for a very long time. This is why we asked you to specifically be on this broadcast, because this is not a Democrat issue. It's not a Republican issue. This is an issue of just all out fucking corruption from the highest levels of government that have allowed big pharma to essentially treat us like freaking guinea pigs. Now, and it's uh, a human's right, human yeah. rights violation on top of that. Yeah. Can you explain real quick what, what uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome yep, you is? You can Google it, GBS. Basically, your immune system, a foreign agent comes in. It's caused by a viral infection, um, which I had recently. And basically, it comes in, your immune system turns on you, thinks your body is an enemy, and immediately starts shredding nerves. And that's what causes a paralysis. And so think of these cords um, without the rubber coating. It's, it's that wire, it's exposed, it's being electrocuted. That's what all of my nerves were. And it caused all of my systems, digestive, breathing, I still the trach scar, um, food tube. I, lost, I went from, I was about this weight when I went in. Within a month, I lost 40 pounds, which is like a third of my body weight or whatever it was. So I went down wow. to like 130 pounds, skin and bones, food tube, breathing tube, all this stuff. All my systems had to be restarted like a computer. Um, being rebooted after you know whatever, and I went back into safe mode, yeah. and yeah. It, it's it's months of of relearning everything, relearning to walk, talk. I still have the paralysis right here, and yeah, it's Guillain-Barre syndrome. It's a stuff of absolute nightmares, and I'm getting ignored on YouTube. Susan Jetski can't we can't talk about this on YouTube. Thank you, Rumble. Thank you, Elon Musk, and um, that's why I started. I listened to Tim's cast, and um, Luke's was on there. A lot and then once elon bought twitter i'm like okay i'm gonna check out twitter and that's where, I, where i'm able to talk about this and talk to other vaccine injured people that have either guillain-barre syndrome you know the myocarditis the other things but all these sy symptoms are very similar the neuropathy the nerve pain the immo immobility it's it's just unheard of and people yeah. are not being heard and it's it, it is a crime against humanity. It's, it's not only that you're not only being heard you're being censored. Yes. Uh, this is why we couldn't even talk about your story or what happened to you on YouTube because the second we do YouTube takes that video down. Yeah. The, the corporate media make sure that 
your voice would never be heard on national television, which is absolutely sickening because it's not just you. It's countless numbers of individuals that have been negatively affected. How many? We don't know because the federal government made sure that it's almost virtually impossible to find out exactly what the fuck happened here. The, the, the level of criminality here, the level of brazenness, the level of, of, of everything that they did, every step of the way here, even, even when it came to their, their studies that they produced, they gave a different vaccine to the people that they were studying, and, and then they gave a totally different vaccine to everyone else. What the hell were we given? How many people were hurt? How many people were injured? We don't know. And the fact that we don't know means that the U.S. government is hiding it because those numbers are probably a lot higher than we could even imagine. Now we have the rise of turbo cancers. What in the world is going on here? We don't know. We should demand answers. And sadly, let's be honest here, Donald Trump, and, and I brought this up many times, and, and I get criticized for doing so. Recently, I got criticized for for being too much of a Trump supporter uh, by, by, by David Icke. Now, I'm, uh, now, you know, a couple, two weeks later, I was criticized for being TDS and crazy. No, let's just be honest here. Donald Trump made a lot of mistakes. He gave Big Pharma a blank check. He said, do what you want. Here's all the money. Buy up all the advertisements. Buy up all the TV personalities. Have no liability. Treat the American people as guinea pigs. Lay, lay your siege on the people of this world. And he still thinks he saved hundreds of millions of lives, which is delusional. And he put I'm a, sorry. He put a Pfizer board member on, on, on the head of the, the FDA. I mean, like... He, he wanted Bill Gates as his science advisor. Yeah. Okay? That, that like, right there can't, can't be... Can't be it might be a generational thing, like we, we said earlier, or maybe it's a different podcast, but it's like they don't get it. They don't understand the independent media and the way these things work because they see things in their octogenarian you know, eyes and wisdom of all this stuff, but things are a lot different nowadays. I've got an important question for you, Drew, because what I've heard, by the way, personal story, my, my stepdad had a heart attack shortly after getting uh, the second dose. He didn't want to get it. He got it because he was retired and he wanted to travel to Europe and they were acquiring it in Europe. Uh, long story short, he's he's alive and he seems to be recovering okay, okay. which is great news. Uh, but in perfect health prior, and then had a near near fatal heart attack, very very serious. Um, what I've heard is that it was oftentimes batches that were bad. Was there anybody else? that received at the same time as you, that had the same adverse reactions or something even similar? Do you know? Some people are saying it's also the injection site. So if it went into your fat, uh, it was it, it was different than if it went right directly into your veins as yes. well. So so there's there's a lot of That's the thing. misinformation we don't, we don't know. know. Yeah. And doctors aren't speaking on, on that. They'll, you know, take care of me for my symptoms, but not, you know, the causality or connecting the dots and, and looking strategically at this. You know, uh, longitudinal studies, panel studies. We, we learn about this stuff, you know. Maybe the other vaccines were good because they had decades of research and making it, but this one did it in, what, a year or less? And, yeah, they were, they've been working on it, the Robert Malones and, and stuff like this. And it's like it's technology combined with, you know, biomedical. And it's just, it, it's, it's so crazy that they're not allowing us people to talk about it and research studies can't be done where do re uh, funding for research studies come from bill gates the government yeah bill gates to government <clears throat> nonprofits. where do they it's all about where the money comes from and eventually from taxpayers but the gatekeepers of that allowing those studies to happen they're still in place and the two other big things the, the reason i'm talking about i don't i really don't like talking about myself and all this stuff but and it's it's vulnerable but it needs to be done because the second that they started coming for uh, children. I asked this um, on the Timcast uh, Iowa IRL uh, to Vivek, be like, okay, parents had to bury their children 
uh, way too early because of these things in the last year, and they don't, and they're not getting answers. When they brought, they started bringing it down from what um, seventy to get the vac- recommended to get the vaccine, and then it was like fifty, and then thirty-five, and then twelve, and then when they brought it down to six months for infants to get the COVID vaccine, now they're talking about it for education to go into school. That's when I, I got up from the couch. I was telling Steph this earlier. Um, I, I was six months paralyzed, hospitalized at the Minnesota VA. Then they, you know, released me. I get to go home, which I couldn't wait to do. But then I was a vegetable watching, you know, Game of Thrones constantly and, and eating bad food and all the pharmaceutical um, medication that they made me take, you know, made me take, prescribe me with their expert stuff and said, and it takes away the pain, but it doesn't heal anything. And so it's just, it's absolutely absurd. I'm speaking of this. I'm going to events and, and putting myself in pain to make this happen because it needs to be talked about. People with, with less of a voice than I have in a platform and the skills and strategy or whatever I've learned through military, college, friends, um, listen to people like Luke and Tim and, and everybody here um, over the years. It's, it's so important to pay attention to stuff because it'll come for you in mm-hmm. some way or another. And people aren't rising back up and stopping this. And I'm worried about this with election year. So yep. someone in the comment section just said that this was a Tuskegee experiment on the American people. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely would agree with that sentiment. But I, I think one of the reasons RFK Jr. is as popular as he is now is predominantly because of his anti-vax stance. I wanted to kind of leave you guys with the question, what is your stance on this particular issue? And what do you make of this? Oh, it's a private company. They get to do whatever they want argument. Well, the, they were, they were, okay, the legal liabilities have to be removed. Why yes. can't we can sue for everything else? Mm-hmm. Tylenol, you know, uh, tripping and falling at a store, anything else. But we can't sue for vaccine injury or however it's worded with the emergency use authorization mm-hmm. and all this stuff. We should be allowed to sue. And people keep asking me for evidence. I'm like, the VA has all my evidence. It, it has all the notes. Let's let the lawyers decide what happens. Open up the legal liability. Absolutely. Legal liability should have never been granted in the first place. This is completely outrageous. I think what has to be done is a massive investigation of the whole COVID crisis, beginning with the actual origin story of the uh, of COVID, uh, going back to, uh, you know, Echo Health Alliance and the University of North Carolina. And of course, Fauci's role in this and InQtel apparently also was funding Echo Health Alliance, who was funding the Wuhan Valley, uh, the, the Wuhan uh, laboratory uh, uh, production of the virus in the yeah. first place. The whole thing is a huge, uh, a complete criminal enterprise. Altogether, it needs to be dis- t- totally examined, investigated, and people need to be tried. Uh, for their crimes against humanity. Well, I would also just add real quick, I, I think that there's a real, the reason that the investigation is vitally important is that we were we were robbed to fund the creation of the virus itself. Then we were forced, or then we were robbed to, to fund the creation of the vaccine. Right. Then we were forced to take the vaccine and then liability protection was offered to everyone. And then we were censored to prevent anybody that was injured from this bullshit from speaking out. And then we were called, you know, grandma killers and everything else. And we were divided based off of these lines. It was a total divide and conquer plan. Um, 
my honest thesis is that this is a CIA and CCP joint operation ran against the world. And in, until we actually are willing to have a serious conversation and a, and a real investigation, I mean, the fucking GOP has control of Congress. Sure, they don't have a huge advantage, but they have it. Yeah. And they and they fucking promised. Yeah. Uh, Rand Paul and Massey and all these other guys, they promised that there would be a full investigation of Anthony Fauci. It's three fucking years later. Right. Where's the investigation? It's, it's, Why is this man not on trial right now? Right. It's unbelievable. This guy who actually funded the creation of the virus was put in charge of the response to the virus. This is just unbelievable. Yeah, with uh, the clear connections with the CIA. With, uh, well, the InQtel is the yep. CIA's funding agency, okay? They were specially created to fund uh, various technological projects. They, they funded, funded a lot of the social media companies that we use every single day. They funded Google. They funded Facebook, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They funded Echo Health Alliance, uh, and they funded the Wuhan uh, lab. So all of this has to be exposed and we need to get to the bottom of this. The, the, the guy that was running the charade from the start was put in charge of the response. And this is just unbelievable. This guy, and then he was, you know, uh, he was lionized by the public uh, instead of vilified as he should have been. He should be vilified and to the extent possible, and he should be put on trial. Well, keep in mind, we have his fucking emails where this man is covering up the lab origin story and trying to force feed the zoonotic uh, lie. Right. Was, well, the, CIA, was, the CIA got caught literally telling agents, hey, you're not going to tell people this came from the lab. We're going to finance and give you a bunch of money to tell you specifically where it came from because we're trying to hide our tracks here. And that's exactly what they did here. And a lot of people are like, well, China is our biggest enemy. Why is the CIA working with China deliberately making bioweapons that, in my opinion, were deliberately released on the general public? A lot of people say this was an accident. I don't think it no, was an no, accident. Hey. This in was fact, deliberate. Uh, opportunity. Yeah. They, th things yes. started to happen. Some people were probably nudging it. And then other people got on, on board and be like, oh, we can take the ship in this direction. Or we can do but that. See, this, this is my frustration with, you know, when Tim was, was going to, to war with Luke about this. We need to stop with the, the blame game of the figureheads like Biden or Trump. Like, what actually happened was a deep state plan, clear as day. I think it would have happened whether Hillary Clinton was in power or Trump was, for that matter. The the people that are responsible, we don't really know their names for the most part. Yes, Fauci was the one that signed off on the funding, and certainly he should be held to account. But there are a lot of players that you have mm -hmm. never heard of that yeah. are involved in this shit. And as long as we're stuck in this dichotomous partisan perspective right. of like, well, you're just blaming Trump and you have TDS. Oh, oh, Biden's responsible for all that. Fuck all that shit. This is an operation ran against the world. We need answers. Forget about the figureheads. Yeah, yeah they're, they're both uh, complicit. They, they both played a role in this. And uh, I, I think their policies need to be addressed. They need to say, hey, uh, you know, this is what happened. I fucked up or I got lied to. Or that, I, I want to know what the fuck happened because what you're, you're, just, you're just going along with it. And if you want me to vote for you again, I, I need this addressed. Speaking of their yeah. policies, I mean, is this a population control project? Is this a neo-Malthusian kill-off? I mean, that needs to be asked and answered. There's no question that they have these objectives. Look at, look at Gates. Uh, he's a eugenics uh, monger. And uh, the, the population control has been on the agenda of the UN and the, uh, the World Economic Forum for years. They have blatantly said that the, the population needs dramatically reduced. And uh, th this would be one way to do it. 
No, and they did it. And and they absolutely did it in, in so many awful and horrible ways. And whether it's the sickness or the vaccine, there's a lot of people that were hurt, a lot of people that were injured, a lot of people that died. Even when it came to their early response, if you look at everything that they did early on, putting people on remdesivir, putting people to sleep, putting people on ventilators. I was on a, a ventilator. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I survived it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people were like, oh, we're giving you these organ-failing drugs. Here, let's put you on a ventilator. Let's put you in a coma. And people were dying of kidney failure because of COVID. And then that, it wasn't because of COVID. It was because of all the drugs that they were being given to as they were literally strapped down and given gloves, gloves full of, filled with warm water to, to make them think that they were with their family members when they were literally just being killed by their medical professionals and, and going, their doctors going back that they to the, trusted. The yeah, global was, stuff, the it military. Was remdesivir is the drug that Luke was talking about. Just want to yeah. mention that. Yeah, going back, and then just going back to the military. We got these all these wars that are happening at the same time. So we got the you know Palestine, Israel, Russia, Ukraine, Taiwan, China, border battle. You know all these things, and they were also damaging the military with the, the mandates. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, when they're forced to get it, the people in the military have said, "No, I'm not going to get it." They get kicked out. Mm-hmm. The people that are questioning orders and common sense and logic, they get kicked out, and they get a less than honorable. Uh, uh, title so instead discharge. of having a, a discharge, instead of having an honorable, which most people get, and that allows them to get job interviews and get you know succeed, and you know there's benefits that that go along with the honorable that they don't with well, the less than honorable, and, and so these people are getting kicked out, and that's what a lot of people are, are fighting for right now is to either change that less than honorable back to a, an honorable. That some of them are letting them come back in, but a lot of soldiers that I talk to, they're like, no. I'm good. I don't want to go back into that Why would that you? Mess. Why would you? I, they want I don't to blame make them. you a freaking guinea pig. And there's so many people that were hurt. There's so many people that were injured. And then they're wondering, why are recruitment numbers so freaking low? As, of course, there, there's a new stat that just came out high, highlighting how 77% of U.S. citizens aged 17 to 24 do not qualify to join the military and couldn't because yeah. they can't go through the physical or mental test in order to be able to be in the U.S. military. And that, that's a staggering number. Why are they so fucked up? They're fucked up because of what happened during COVID. Yes. They're, they're fucked up because of, of, of everything the government forced them through, the lockdowns, the psychological, the mental, physical abuse that the government put them through when they arrested individuals for even just trying to walk in a park. Again, and, and, then, and then let's be real here. Donald Trump said, hey, Sweden, hey, Thomas Massey, you guys are doing the wrong thing here. You're going to kill people by not locking down. Sweden, we, looking back in hindsight, you know, if you want to do that, they were right. We need to not only be retrospective here, but we need to be looking at what's coming next. And this is what's necessary for anybody in this political sphere to, to point out. They have on the agenda another possible disease. disease X. They won't even name it. They call it disease X. So this is a X marks the spot, but they won't tell you what it exactly might be. So they already have plans in place to roll out another uh, disease, a new virus, or whatever else they might uh, put it, uh, might be put under this rubric of disease X, and a whole system is in place to force vaccines, to shut down so-called disinformation. We must be out in front of this stuff. If we don't get in front of this stuff, then this is going to happen again. Yep, and we should we should hold the people responsible for who, of course, led us to this particular yes. situation, especially the corporate media that let us down. There's uh, new reports coming out of the L.A. Times laying off 115 people from its newsroom today, as, of course, people are highlighting 
highlighting some of their greatest hits, like this one from the LA Times, with an article that reads, white drivers are polluting the air breathed by LA's people of color. But that's not the only deranged piece of trash work that they released, as of course they also released the column that said, quote, mocking anti-vaxxers deaths is ghoulish, yes, but necessary. That's literally a column from the LA Times as these people were gaslighting us, lying to us, essentially taking a crap ton of money from Big Pharma that dominates social media, that dominates the corporate media. This is why independent media is so freaking important. This is why Rumble is so important. You find this video important, share it right now with your friends and family members so we could get these stories out there of what actually happens to people since... Every step of the way, they're doing everything they can to control the narrative. The only thing stopping them is you sharing and speaking out against yes. this nonsense. So, Drew, thank you so much for, for, for coming out and speaking out and letting the people know your situation, which I think is absolutely critically important for people to understand happened and, and that there should be some actual real justice here. Do you think you could get it? Where, what do you want to see happen from here? First of all, dialogue. So listen to shows like this that are not censored. The YouTubes will censor. Rumble is great. X is great right now. If you know any others, share them. But that's a tough thing. So tomorrow I'm doing a Twitter space with uh, John Frankman. Uh, so it's COVID-19 political reactions, current state. So this is people that were vaccine injured or mandate impacted uh, by what's going on. And we're talking about that tomorrow night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on X. And then I'll also I'll be on the Owen Troyer show um, as well on Friday, uh, talking with other military members that were impacted in the last couple of years. So share this stuff, talk about it, learn. It's tough to absorb. It's, it's stuff is so complicated and censored. Just learn a little bit at a time. And eventually the pieces start to, if you know something weird is happening, there it is. And so just learn more about it, share this stuff have those conversations with your family and friends. Let me, let me add one. Before you go on, Claire, I just wanted to remind members of LukeUnfiltered.com that if you want to call in, go to the Telegram channel right now and call in and, and just tell me that you want to call in. I'll pick on you. Uh, LukeUnfiltered.com. Uh, Josh, if you're watching, let's put that in the comment section as well just to remind people. Sorry, Clint, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to add that, that this is this is important on another layer uh, that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. But the, the way this mandate got rolled out was that they, they tried to use your employment, your income, your ability to feed your family. And, and they realized that because of the Bill of Rights, it was going to be very challenging to do any sort of federal mandate. So what they did was using kind of the same DEI framework that they used to coerce private businesses down this path that they would otherwise not take. They did the exact same thing with the federal employee mandate or contractor mandate. And they knew that if they could get 80 million employees to be risking their, their livelihood, well, then that would be the tipping point that would get the vast majority of people to take it. This was a, a deep violation of your, your rights as a sovereign human being, and it should not be forgotten. But the, the important point that I wanted to connect the dot to, this is the exact same thing that they did in order to censor you during this period. They applied pressure uh, through the back door into Twitter and Facebook and, mm -hmm. and Instagram. They, they used the exact same mechanism. They, they know that they can't do it legally because of your constitutionally protected rights. So what they are doing is they are consistently coercing private businesses, which is why libertarians that are privy to what I'm talking about are describing this as fascism, because that's really what it is. They are using private businesses mm -hmm. to violate your God-given rights, and it needs to be uh, discussed. Yes, and we don't have capitalism. We have we have communism. For we the, the we have fascism. We have a state corporate collusion that's been going on. 
I've called it governmentalities. They are governmentalities. They're actual apparatuses of the state. They are not, they are not private businesses operating uh, on a strictly on a profit basis in the free market. They're being paid by the government. They're being controlled by the government. And uh, they're actually serving the government as private, uh, so-called private entities in connection with the state. There are state apparatuses all the way. And it can also be argued that now we have also an opportunity here to speak out and to make it known like you are doing and like so many others are. There are websites I've heard of called HowBadIsMyBatch.com and people are trying to come together and and bring their information together. And, and, and I think that that's what we need. We can go as far as to say that this is some eugenics plan, but what are we doing for right now with the facts that we do know? That is where we need to start. I believe that the conversation has already begun and that is an opportunity that we all have. So we should be also grateful that we're able to be here and wake so many people up and, and be in this room talking about this right now and getting these voices heard. Well, there's some news related to this coming out of Canada as a judge just recently, Steph uh, put on the browser, came out and said that the use of emergencies act to quail the truckers protest over the over the COVID-19 scandemic was, quote, unreasonable. He didn't say <laughs> scandemic. I just said it. But this is an, an important court ruling because this is something that the Canadian government is finally being called out for as what they did, according to a judge, was unreasonable and unconstitutional. And the judge said, quote, I conclude that there was no national emergency justifying the invocation of the Emergencies Act and the decision to do so was therefore unreasonable, wrote the judge, as, of course, the Canadian government now is appealing this ruling and saying, hey, we could declare an emergency anytime we want. We could take away your bank account. We could imprison peaceful protesters. Why are they fighting for this emergency right to do this? Well, as Michael, as you mentioned, they have a new disease X that they're waiting, that they're probably developing, that they're probably doing gain-of-function research on right now right. for the next scandemic that they're going to be releasing on the general public. And if... Donald Trump is the president of the United States. Will there be different actions and maneuvers being made by him? I freaking hope so. But I want to hear that from his own lips. And yeah. until we do that, I have a lot of skepticism uh, towards this entire situation. Christia, Christia Freeland was the one who imposed this on Canada, that uh, imposed the, uh, the uh, blocking of... Uh, of of uh, the truckers protest, trucker protest and, and their bank accounts their and the bank Bitcoin accounts too. and yep. the deregistering their cars, all this stuff. Of course, she is a major WEF plant. Yep, young uh, global leader one, along with Trudeau. Yes, she's a uh, a young global leader of the World Economic Forum. So we need to tra trace this back. Well, that, I don't. Did you see her interview yesterday? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Christia Freeland is asked about this ruling, and she says, "Look." It was a time of crisis, and uh, in the name of public health, we had to, uh, you know, take uh, extraordinary measures. But even in the time, we did it with uh, great, great thought and, and deep consideration. And even in hindsight, we have con we continue to believe that we made the right decision. These people are tyrants to the highest order. If you actually look at any of the science, there was no justification for the lockdowns. There was no justification for the mandates, the masking, the social distancing, fucking none of it. Zero. And even in hindsight, they are still willing to defend these emergency powers that they took on. These people are tyrants. They will absolutely do this again. They, they are 
chomping at the bit. They are salivating at the yeah, mouth to do this wait. to us again. And yeah, Fre- Freeland and was then... also a, a member of the Bilderberg group. Yes. And that probably also played a major role in a lot of the centralized decisions that were purely evil that they were committing on the Canadian people. Yeah, we, we talk about the Tuskegee and, and all this stuff. And it, if they if they do it for if the reason to do it for is an emergency, then they're going to create another emergency yeah. or wait till one is ready to go and then jump on it. And it's going to come back around um, in just a little bit of a different of a variation. So it's be like, oh, no, t- COVID was different. This is a, this is different. a new thing. Yeah. And it, we got to do this. But And you see this everywhere. You see it in history. Even Star Wars. Um, Palpatine used emergency <laughs> stuff to, to start the war, to build the army, to take over power, to enact all these things because it, it was urgent and it was an emergency. It, and we got to act now. We got to give emergency temporary power but that power never goes away. Never. These people collect it, and then they use it for other purposes. Be like, well, now that we have, uh, what was it, Patriot Act, why don't we, these people might be in the U.S., so why don't we tap, you know, cell phones? And there was a San Bernardino one, uh, terrorist attack, and yep. they, they go to, to Apple and be like, hey, he has an iPhone. Give us the, the back door into the iPhone. They're like, we can't do that to the one iPhone because it will open up to all iPhones. And it took somebody in, 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 in there, in the Apple or whatever it was, to say, no, you're overreaching. We don't care if it's an emergency. Well, but now uh, they're, they're like, here, uh, backdoor into Twitter, uh, the Twitter files. Yeah. Be like, here, uh, FBI, here's your username, your custom username and password well, to me, jump into Twitter whenever me, you want. Let me explain something to the audience that, that may not be privy to the terms of service over on YouTube and why you ought to be subscribing to Rumble right now. The WHO guidelines, the World Health Organization guidelines, are still the parameters by which we are allowed to discuss fucking any health emergency on YouTube. We are not able to say anything that is honest while we are on there. It kills me every fucking first hour of this show that I can't say shit about this. Think about how many lives were lost because people that were being vax injured could not get that message out to the world. And this was done at the behest of allegedly private organizations that censored everyone on the planet it from being able to tell their story. It is criminal to the highest degree. I can't even believe that even in hindsight, even knowing what they did, all of the all of the uh, you know collateral damage and the lives lost and the people that are destroyed, the people that like Drew that are trying to rebuild their physical being because of what they were forced down the path of doing. And yet still, still they will have the parameters that are tied to the WHO. The WHO, which got almost everything wrong, the entire scope of the fucking pandemic. It's mind-bending. I, like, I feel like I'm being gaslit that this is even it's a debate. It's gaslighting. You know, anytime they start mentioning global crises, anytime they start to mention a global uh, pandemic or anything like this, know that what they really mean is global governance. They mean to come down on, the, uh, on you with global governance. That also includes climate change. That's the exact same agenda it is about locking you down. It is about controlling you. It is about reducing the population. It's all of they're, these things. They're trying once. to diminish national sovereignty at the behest of the WHO, that if you sign on to this yes. treaty, I mean, this is not conspiracy theory, sh- theory shit. This is real. This is what they are trying to do, even though they denied it. The, there was the head of the WHO that came out and said, no, 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 that's not what we're doing. But that's exactly what they're doing. They're trying to make it so that if there's WHO guidelines, that the the actual constitution that you live under, the one that you voted for or whatever, allegedly, uh, not really, um, but <laughs> it, it will also be uh, essentially vitiated. 
it. Like it, it'll it'll disappear in the next emergency. So this is coming again. Like I know it sounds crazy. No, none of us want to see it happen, but it's obvious that they are lining yeah. up the dominoes to do it again. They yes. did it. They did it once. They'll do it again since they were never held accountable for it for the first time. So so why wouldn't they? It would be advantageous. It would do, it would be actually smart of that. It would be evil. It would be absolutely ruthless. But but why not? Uh, Tucker Carlson also is in Canada right now. He has a very interesting message to the people there as he's launching an invasion there as we proudly announce that we are strictly anti-war. We believe in the non-aggression principle, except for Canada. We'll get into that in a little bit. But, but before getting into that, we actually have a sponsor that I wanted to talk about as, of course, uh, there's very few companies that uh, are actually willing to put their money where their mouth is. Rumble is one, and they are working with companies like Birch Gold that, of course, are working with us. So, shouts out to Birch Gold. And if you want to diversify your savings with physical precious metals while stockpiling silver in your home safe, it's Birch Gold's group's most popular special of the year now through January for every $5,000 you spend with Birch Gold. They'll send you a one ounce Silver Eagle coin for free. Visit birchgold.com slash Luke to claim your eligibility now. You can purchase gold and silver and have it shipped directly to your home or have Birch Gold's precious metal specialists help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold for no money out of pocket. And they'll send you free silver for every $5,000 you purchase. Keep it for yourself or give something real value as a gift to a family member. Just visit birchgold.com. That's B-I-R-C-H gold.com slash Luke. That's L-U-K-E to claim your eligibility with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Now is the best time to buy gold from Birch Gold. Visit birchgold.com slash Luke and claim your eligibility for free silver on qualifying purchases before the end of January. Yeah, shouts out to them and, and the company is willing to, of course, back content that, that people desperately want, that they desperately need, that sadly there's a huge agenda against. So shouts out to all the companies that actually put their money where their mouth is. Very few do, and the few that do definitely deserve our support. Now, yeah, support those companies, yeah. and I'm sure you vet them, and they put their reputation on the line that they could get, you know, you know, whatever, pushback for sponsoring a show like this that allows us to speak on these type of things. So well, those are the companies. Public Square um, is another one. Oh, Amazing. Yeah. Michael um, Seifert is absolutely incredible. He's fighting against Amazon, basically, which, you know, Google, God Amazon, bless, right? you know, all that stuff. These companies need to be Sponsor um, us, Seifert. We need you, brother. Come on. <laughs> I approve this message. Yes. Uh, we've been in contact with Michael about doing some projects together. Uh, so uh, that hopefully will be happening soon as well. As independent media, I, I think it's crucial because if there was an independent media that was allowed to speak during COVID, a lot less people would have died. A lot less people would have been vaccinated. A lot less people would have been vaccine injured. And the truth would have gotten out there and people would have been absolutely fucking pissed off and not going along with lockdowns, with all this other insanity that they were going through because of this information that was being forced down their throats. You brought up how this whole wet market, Wuhan freaking uh, theory made absolutely no freaking scientific sense at all. Censored right away. Zero Hedge censored right, right away. You couldn't mention it on YouTube. You couldn't mention it on Google. You couldn't mention it on Twitter. And if you did, you would pay the biggest price for it and you would have your entire career ruined for bringing up what is honestly the freaking truth now. So a lot of people would have uh, not gone into this larger PSYOP. The government wouldn't be able to get away with it if independent media would have been more prominent yeah. back then. Yeah, not, but, just, but, not just independent yeah. media either, but it was 
Dr. Peter McCullough, Robert Malone, fucking real legitimate experts in their field that had a counter narrative that actually happened to be true early on. And these dudes were also deplatformed along with people like us. It is absolutely atrocious that that happened. And yet there has been no real uh, recompense. There has been no hearing to actually evaluate what transpired during this period. And I, I strongly believe that, I mean, to spin this somewhat positively, the silver lining on all this, which by the way, you can pick up your silver at Birch Gold. Uh, the silver lining in this is that because of what they did, because of the censorship that they forced on us in the most important time, that is the reason that Rumble has risen. That is the reason that these alternative media platforms are starting to, to succeed and you know uh, excel forward. So I think that that's, that's the hopeful aspect of this. But I still think that ultimately, if we're going to prevent them from attempting it again, even if they don't prevail, but just attempting it, we have to hold these people to, to account for yeah, what they did. It definitely woke a lot of people up, but it also killed a lot of people. So yep. um, it, it's a horrible, awful thing. Uh, and I think it's, it's also one of the reasons why they took down Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson was one of the few news anchors on, on Fox News saying, hey, um, this vaccine came pretty quick. Hey, uh, we should have some serious questions about Big Farmer here, as literally Fox News was running advertisements by Pfizer. Right. As he was running segments being like, hey, people are dying from this. One of the few voices that actually dared to speak out against it. A man who is now in Canada speaking out against the government there as he just released this video on X. We have arrived in Canada finally. We're standing on the commanding heights over Edmonton, Canadian Rockies on the one side, Prairie on the other. We came as on D-Day by air, but we came not to subjugate or enslave, but to enlighten and to liberate. We came to bring the fragrance of freedom to the rotting corpse of despotism. And never has a people needed it more, the Canadian people, oppressed by Justin Trudeau. But it doesn't need to be that way. These are the people who once brewed Molson, who commanded sled dog teams, who played hockey outside in the winter. They have it in them to throw off the yoke of totalitarianism. They need only to be reminded that they can. And they also need to learn, it doesn't have to be like this. You don't have to be the country with the fastest declining standard of living in the so-called Western world. You can do better. You just need better leadership. So we hope to awaken them. Is Tucker right? Is he too optimistic or is he not optimistic enough? What do you, it, what do you guys think? It helps having Tucker on this because he was part of the Fox machine and everything like that. And, you know, before there was the two camps, the CNN and NBC, MSNBC and then the Fox. And, you know, you get put in one of those, you know, sides or whatever like that. But it, it took Tucker, who has, you know, knowledge and he's been doing this and comedy, you know, type things to say, hey, this is starting to get weird. I Let me out or I'm going out. I'm going to start my own thing. But this, the information needs to be talked about, and he can do it in an interesting way. Um, he's having talks with Elon and, and everything like that. So it just makes more sense that people are doing this independent stuff, and you brought up Rumble. It's better for creators, too. What, 3% versus 30% taken away from, you know, Super Chats and advertising and all the different... This is Streamlabs with MySuperChat.com. Sure. Yep, yeah, and yeah, those yeah. are even better, too. It's yeah. Streamlabs and the, the, free, the SuperChat.com and stuff. Um, these companies are going to emerge because when that Goliath happens of the YouTube, the Google, whatever, and they're going to charge people a lot more, new things are going to pop up and we need to support that kind of stuff. And it's really important to see who are the players in this. We talk about, you know, tyrannical, I call it medical tyranny. My, my thing is I say medical tyranny ran in this country until it ran into me. And so now I'm talking about all this stuff. But there's the people that are the evil ones, the banal or the, the evil, the malice, whatever. 
And then there are people that are just doing their jobs. In World War II, it was a guy that's holding a clipboard at the railroad car, just checking people in. He's not doing anything evil. He's just m- making tally marks of people going from the here to here or whatever it was. And of course, it's a bigger operation than that back then, just as it is now. And the people have said, oh, I'm just doing my job. I'm just following orders. But you're going to come to a point where it's going to say, this doesn't feel well, and I'm adding to the harm that's being caused to anybody else. I, I, the reason I got up, got off the couch, got off the, a lot of the pharmaceutical medication and started eating healthy and speaking and having more energy is because eventually it's going to come a time where God, my creator, is going to say, was there more that you could have done with your abilities, with everything I gave you? And if I say, you know, yes, there was, I left some things on the table, how can I live with myself? And that's like the bigger way to think about it. But even when I look at my son, he, he's young now, but he was at a point where he'd be like, what happened in the early 2020s? And I'd be like, okay, here's what happened. And they were like, what, what could we have done differently? Could you have done anything differently? And I got to be able to tell him that, no, I did everything I can. I went on podcasts. I listened. I read. I looked up things in history of what went down and we got to stand up. And if you're in a job, an agency, a pharmaceutical company, you know, talk to James O'Keefe. There's other options. There's other jobs. There's other pensions. There's other ways to make money than being part of something that is harming people either immediately or in the grand scheme of things is hurting the population and our country. There, Eventually, you're going to have to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. It was pretty bad here. Um, it was worse in Canada. It was worse in Australia. It was worse in New Zealand. It was really bad in Israel, the most vaccinated place yes. than uh, any other place in the world. And uh, I, I, I think truly we're going to see the long-term effects of this uh, happen in the next few years. I think we haven't seen all of it yet. I think there's going to be some larger ramifications. Is there any way to, to, to save the West? As, is, is, there, is there any reason to be optimistic Yes, I think we we saw some signs of optimism recently when Javier Millet spoke to the World Economic Forum and actually said what the problem is and what the solution is, and that is liberty, uh, freedom. And that would be medical freedom, that would be freedom of speech, uh, the freedom of the market in the marketplace, Property rights. Property rights, uh, individual sovereignty and autonomy. All of this is on the table. This is the libertarian moment. But we need to be speaking to people where they are. And can't, you know, we need to put the bait uh, around the issues that people care about, not starting off with, you know, some theoretical uh, ideas about uh, ending the Fed or uh, the various alphabet agencies, which definitely should be abolished. All that needs to happen. But we need to reach people where they are. And these crises are serious uh, inflection points where we can actually reach people in the, in the, in the conditions that, we, that they find themselves in and show them how liberty is the key to get, to get out. Well, of. and keep in mind, too, it was you know, Vivek Ramaswamy's influence that led to Trump promising to ban or to never implement central bank digital currency. Right. You know, the, that, is, that is straight from our sphere. Like, right. don't, don't get it twisted. The, the CBDC concerns are a libertarian-focused movement, and the fact that Trump is now speaking that way is, is evident. To me, it's evidence, rather, 
that they are paying attention to the zeitgeist that comes from the liber- the broader libertarian community or the liberty-minded Republicans, whatever you want to classify us as. Uh, I think it's it's really important that we capitalize on this. The let's be honest, the American people have been abandoned by the political apparatus. Absolutely. Like the the Republicans <clears throat> and the Democrats, they do not listen to the complaints of the people. E- even if the Republicans do listen to them, they ultimately don't deliver any of the things that they promise. This is our opportunity to hold them to account to yep. say we are done with this nonsense. And, and, and also, you know, Trump can be influenced. So for all the people kind of screaming here, you have TDSD, you're crazy, he's perfect the way he is. The fuck he's not, especially when it comes to the involvement of Big Pharma. And there does need to be more of a conversation here that could actually impact and be something that changes real life policies, especially with now disease X looming in the background here that uh, a lot of people at the CIA, a lot of people working with the Chicoms could just release at any moment at any time. So, uh, again, Trump has shown that he is uh, okay to change his mind, which is great. We need that. We want that, especially in politicians. And if we could try to guide this conversation in a way to actually get more truth, to actually get more justice for individuals like Drew, I'm all in for it. Now, Drew, another thing I wanted to talk about before we leave, because we're, we're only a few minutes out here, was specifically your, your kind of larger health journey, because there's going to be some people who are sick, are, are injured, and don't know what to do. You're doing a lot better than what you've been doing before, uh, from how I've seen you, because you were in a wheelchair before. What's some of the kind of health things that you implemented that have helped you personally? Well, I am positive because to quote Elon Musk, go fuck yourself. When people come at you, doctors and prescribing all this stuff, ask some questions. It's saying you got to get the, now you got to get the next booster or, or take all this or now, you know, you watch all these shows and and whatever. And we get in commercials that are just feeding us with all this garbage, these food products. That, it's not even food anymore. It's chemicals. They're all wrapped in chemicals. So I've been eliminating everything I can. I try to control the controllables. I can control whether I go to Taco Bell or not. I like some Taco Bell sometimes, but I got to make the decision, say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to, now I'm down to just vegetables and meat. So that's what I'm, I'm getting down to and just trying to eliminate everything else. Is that, is, is that all in an effort to just reduce inflammation? Does that help with the nerves? Yes. Energy, yeah. nerve pain, um, less fatigue, all stuff. It doesn't, it's not a cure-all, but I'm not making the problem worse. And that's what I was doing by just sitting on the couch, watching Netflix, eating Taco Bell, taking 20 prescription medications by these so-called experts. Given, given your experience. Were, yeah, and these weren't fixing anything. I, I, I get it. You know, tell me something that's going to fix me and I'll look it up and I'll take it and whatever like that. But all these things were doing was numbing the pain. And then it just like, and I was on fentanyl patches that they, they switch on my arm every three days. The amount of, dr- I was never big in drugs before this happened. And the amount of drugs that they put me on was absolutely ridiculous. And then coming off those, I, I've never been on heroin or anything like that, but hearing the stories, that's what it's it felt like. Thing, I yeah. was, cr- I felt like I was crawling um, on the floor for, for life. Wow. And now I, I have a lot more energy. I'm going to these events, um, that are put on the TPUSA, the things that, uh, Tim are doing, and I got to strategically do it. I got to plan my, my airport and hotels. Like it's a military operation and I got to be very careful one wrong step and I'm back in the, in the hospital. So I'm well, very careful what I put in my body 
and the steps I take and just care for my surroundings. Yeah, the, the Frontline COVID Critical Care Alliance has a post-vaccine protocol. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen that or, or implemented that yourself. I have not. I've heard about it. I hear a lot of stuff on Twitter. I, I have to be very careful. I'm, I'm so distrust. I have zero trust for anybody until I look at all this stuff. But I've gotten some really good insights on on X, on Twitter. These Twitter spaces are absolutely amazing. I'm just if, curious, if, yeah, go ahead. G- given that you, you've been so outspoken and and so few people have about your experience. Have you have you been bombarded with other vax injured people that are that are messaging you yes. saying similar or yep. different or whatever? Parents, kids, theirself, um, a, a lot's going on. So they have supported people that are willing to talk about it. I'm is, getting more. Is, is there a movement at all to try and come together and create a class action lawsuit? I mean, ultimately, yes, they do have legal liability, but I I strongly believe that 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 liability shield can be vitiated because because somewhere. they they hid what yeah. they knew about the dangers they're not, they're of this. They're not just going to open up and be like, hey, come at us, you know, come and, you know, put us in our place, get it, give us our accountability. No, we got to start. If there's any lawyers out there, I, I talked to Nick Riccada, um, he was when he was in Minnesota at this comedy event, he's like, it's tough and it, it's not a specialty, but he's like, there's got to be lawyers out there that are willing to talk. Maybe they'll talk to James O'Keefe, something like that. And we got to come together. I, I, that's not my specialty. I'm, you know, military operations, some, some business stuff and sales. That's like the extent of mine, but I'm willing to speak to attorneys, medical providers that are willing to talk about this stuff. But yeah, we got to start somewhere. Are you we, taking any supplements like NAC? No, um, not yet. I'm looking into more of that stuff. The, um, things that you and I talked about, um, you know, Tim, Pool got some stuff in, in Mexico that I'm looking into as well. Uh, I just, I need a good support system of people I can trust. And I'm starting to build that on Twitter. It comes from a lot of military guys that are like, hey, some crazy stuff's going on. We need to stick together. Because just like Gladiator, you know, we're only going to make it out of this if we stick together. Absolutely. Yeah, we need a class action suit against the uh, against uh, these manufacturers, these uh Yep. Vaccine uh, manufacturing. And, and I'm working with politicians right now. I, I, I worked with Marjorie Taylor Greene's staff, and I was part of her initiative um, when a couple about a month ago when she was working on it. So my story got into there. I want to do that more. I'm working with uh, uh, Florida Rep. Corey Mills and House Armed Service Committee. And so there's got to be a way in this, and it's got to start now because it's going to come back around. Absolutely. Um, this was a fascinating conversation. Thank you all for writing a lot of uh, very amazing insight. Drew, thank you so much for, for opening up and, and being a voice for the voiceless and, and essentially speaking out against a, a huge multi-billion dollar big pharma agency that doesn't want people like you speaking up. So I, I thank you for doing that. I thank you guys for sharing this broadcast, getting it out there. Uh, we got uh, one super chat here from, sorry, Rumble Rant from Q Love saying, my mom went to the hospital after her second jab she's doing uh, great and is fine now hold on i'm trying to like it's we like need we need accountability yeah absolutely yeah. uh i had you know uh, a family member that that died from from the vaccine as well and it's it's infuriating and people are trying to equate this with some kind of political derangement that, that, that's none of that's fucking bullshit calling for for justice calling for truth is, is something that we all need to be doing no matter who's in power um, and I will always be speaking the truth no matter what the consequences, no matter who's in power. And you could always expect that here on the bestpoliticalshow.com, no matter what. If you agree with that, 
subscribe, click the notification button. Again, we're going to have some really awesome people coming in studio. Zuby, Alex Stein, Ben Stewart. Ben Stewart's literally flying in right now. Lots of really great conversations all here on thebestpoliticalshow.com. Subscribe, click the notification button. Drew, for people who want to follow your health journey, where could they follow it? Yep, X is a great place, at Drew Outstanding. Uh, like I said, Twitter spaces. Culture is going to be where to go. That's going to start there. So I follow a lot of the downfall of the MCU, the the DC stuff, Hollywood, the writer strike, all this stuff is starting to come to a collapse with the ESG and these these writers contracts and stuff like that where it said you you can only get your story and talk about these past intellectual property if you got the right kind of skin color what you do or don't do with your genitals and all this stuff like that. So, but people vote with your dollar and you have an impact where you know you go to see these things, but yeah, on X at Drew Outstanding on YouTube, it's more about my health recovery. I'm trying to do adaptive sports. Um, my goal right now is to be a, a world class mono skier. So I'm going to Aspen um, with a veteran organization, and I'm gonna learn to mono ski uh, this year. So it's it's gonna be rough, but I'm willing to do that because that's the way I can be active and join a community and have a purpose. You have to have a purpose if you're gonna make it out here. So thank you so much for giving me a voice, Luke, for being my third follower on Twitter about a year ago. Now I'm at about 6,000, so speak up. You guys have a voice. Absolutely. Michael, thank you so much for, for joining us. I know this was kind of last minute, so thank yeah. you for, for joining us here last minute. Um, where can people find you and support your work? Yes, thanks so much for having me, and I really appreciate being on with, with Drew and you guys. Uh, RecTheRegime.com, R-E-C, TheRegime.com. Go there, get involved in the campaign, donate, uh, get us, uh, m keep us going. Uh, we, are, we are the most principled campaign. We're a movement uh, as well. We're a movement of localization. Uh, so, and follow me on X, that's Wreck the Regime. Liberty Lock Pod on X, Liberty Lockdown is the show. Make sure you subscribe. It's also on Rumble. You can watch it there. Uh, we must all hang together, or most assuredly, we shall hang separately. Ben Franklin. That uh, applies to Texas. It applies to Oklahoma standing with Texas. And it applies to every motherfucker watching this right now that loves truth. Because you guys are very special human beings. I appreciate your support. And uh, please do continue to subscribe and share the show. This is a story, particularly Drew's story, that you can't hear really anywhere else. And I'm so grateful that we had the opportunity to let you tell it. So thank you again. I'm super grateful as well. This is Steph. We are change. Thank you. So tomorrow, 4 p.m., we're going to be on with Ben Stewart. Ben Stewart, one of the most fascinating minds when it comes to alternative media. He's been around, I think, just as long as I have, nearly 20-plus years. Ben Stewart, 4 p.m. tomorrow. Carrie Lake is on now, exclusively on Rumble, talking about her being bribed. Go check her out. Subscribe, support Rumble, support independent media. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys supporting thebestpoliticalshow.com, and because you do, that's why I love you guys. Stay tuned for more. All right, we got a little 10 second delay and we're off. That was great.